Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Members of Congress expressed optimism Sunday about the prospects for reaching a deal to avoid the fiscal cliff. A fragile ceasefire between Israel and Hamas is entering its third full day, and both Israelis and Palestinians... Bottom line, Senator, if uh, the president nominates Ambassador Rice to be the next Secretary of State or some other... Supplementary question. Do you personally believe that gay people are born gay? Impact segment tonight, the Talking Points memo... Hot damn politics. 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 Hot politics. I'm back now with the Brain Trust panel. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust. Brain Trust panel. These niggas won't hold me back. 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 The brain trust panel. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Brain trust. Hot diggity damn politics. I put that shit on everything. Keep on moving out, keep on moving in back Because of the color of the skin Run, 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 run but you so can't hide And I bought out a tooth for a tooth Vote for me and I'll set you free Rap on, brother, rap on Well, the only person talking about love my brother is the preacher Rising past the Beatles, new records of gas And the only safe place to 
destruction, tax deduction, ineffective bill collectors. All good business man, population of hell. Suicide, too many bills, have been moving to the hills. People all over the world are shouting in the war. And the band played on. shows them differently. And someone comes along and steals their innocence. Mine was stolen in the home, but now on the streets they're not safe. Probably in 1943 or so. I didn't know who he was. All I knew was that my dad was very excited about taking me there for an interview. You asked, what would the American public say if they actually understood the background to what became the sexual revolution, a sexual psychopath? Do you ever remember your father molesting you with a stopwatch? Yes. If the American public knew that Kinsey worked with a Nazi pedophile and encouraged his rapes of children and possibly even eventually the murder of this one little girl. You and I are going to be doing some experiments. This man was the singularly most important individual in the decriminalization of every single law that we had ever had that protected women and children. When America was founded, it said that our values were based on the Judeo-Christian teachings of the Bible. Andrew Jackson once said, that book is the rock on which our republic rests. But through the 20th century, the view of America as a Christian nation has been hotly debated. 
Whatever we once were, we are no longer a Christian nation. This nation was founded primarily on Christian principles. Which claim should Americans believe? And by what standard do we determine the moral compass for what is right and wrong in our society? George Washington, in his inaugural address of 1789, said, The propitious smiles of heaven cannot be expected on a nation that disregards the eternal rules of order and right, which heaven itself has ordained. Among our once traditional values was the protection of women and children, once considered a sacred duty among all men. But now, under the guise of so-called liberty, the care of our most vulnerable has been compromised. We can only wonder what the father of our country might say if he could see what is happening to the children of America today and the reasons behind it. Many of America's children are disappearing. According to the Office of Juvenile Justice, a child goes missing every 40 seconds in the United States. While many of these children are recovered, it is estimated that more than 58,000 of them are abducted by non-family members each year. Parents are continually in fear for their child's safety, even in front of their own home. Predators seem to roam the streets of America like never before, searching for prey to carry out their unthinkable desires. Many of our laws are named after raped and murdered children, whose memories echo through our courts crying for justice. But still, the problem only seems to get worse. And we also see in a lot of these kidnapping and death cases recently by sex offenders that your child can be lost in just an instant. The faces of children who have been lost continue to haunt us as a society, while watching their parents grieve has become part of a national nightmare. Meanwhile, the images of the sex offenders, the men responsible for these horrors, fills us with fear and loathing. And if a child survives their abuse, they often lead troubled lives, haunted by the memory of what they've endured. It is awful. Those kids shouldn't be subjected to this. That's awful. It scars them psychologically forever. It affects their lives. Well, some of the experts say that once a pedophile, always a pedophile, that recidivism is 80 or 90 percent, if not more. United States America has basically become a pedophile's playground. Uh, Jessica Lensford's father, he had said, uh, he said, you know, wake up, America. Your child could be next. And sadly, a lot of people want to turn away from the evidence. They want to turn their heads like the proverbial ostrich with its head in the sand because they don't want to face what's going on until they're forced to face it because it becomes their child. Part of the confusion is over why many of our judges send repeat sex offenders back into our neighborhoods, knowing it is simply a matter of time before they strike again. Can the reason be that these same judges are compromised by their own sexual addiction. We know that the judges are like, they're human. They're like everybody else. Cases of judges who are compromised by porn are documented across the country. But the license for such behavior may have been issued in 1970 when Supreme Court Justice William O. Douglas and retired Justice Arthur Goldberg wrote articles for Playboy magazine. 
But why would an association with a soft porn magazine like Playboy be cause for concern? And how could it pertain to the world of pedophiles? The disturbing answer to this question, as our history of this movement unfolds. In 1990, the American Bar Association reported that 80% of convicted child molesters plea bargain and serve no prison time. This statistic undoubtedly put known pedophiles back on the streets in record numbers. But this was a few years prior to the widespread use of the Internet, where the most extreme forms of sexual perversion, and especially child pornography, have become a major factor in conditioning the next generation of sexual predators. In 2006, the law firm of Estee and Bomberger reported that the number of victims of childhood sexual abuse and molestation grows each year. This horrific crime is directly tied to the growth of pornography on the Internet. It went on to say that research reveals that 77% of child molesters of boys and 87% of child molesters of girls admitted imitating the sexual behavior they had seen in pornography they had watched. Basically, people that watch porn act it out. And so with the pedophilia, um, sure, people are going to see it and they're going to act it out. Uh, because of the huge impact that the porn industry has had, um, conservative estimates say service, the highest service revenue on the Internet, uh, over $3 billion a year in income, just on internet porn. Uh, and those are very conservative figures. I'm sure they're much higher with between 500 and 700 new sites coming on a day on the internet. The increase in child sexual abuse cannot be denied. We are massacring our children. It is a holocaust against our children. I've prosecuted murders. I've prosecuted child molesters. And I'll tell you, I get more up in the air when I was prosecuting about the child molester than the murder. I'm not condoning murder. It's not the right thing to do, but it's over. The person's gone sad. But that poor little boy or girl, they're messed up for life. I mean, they're going to be carrying that baggage forever. And we as a society better start addressing that. Researchers argue that America's current problem with sexual predators is the fallout from the sexual revolution, a movement said to be inspired by the late Alfred Kinsey and his famous Kinsey Reports, first published in 1948. According to the conservative organization Human Events, the Kinsey Report is listed among the top 10 most harmful books of the 19th and 20th centuries. Number one on their list was the Communist Manifesto, that inspired the deaths of more than 100 million people in the 20th century alone. Adolf Hitler's Mein Kampf that helped to bring about the Holocaust was listed at number two. While the quotations from Chairman Mao, who founded Communist China, was number three. At number four, as the first American title on the list, was the Kinsey Reports. Sexual behavior in the human male, followed by sexual behavior in the human female which, when first released, was likened to dropping an atom bomb on American society. In 1989, a report from the National Research Council published a statement that American society can be divided into two categories, the pre-Kinsey and post-Kinsey eras. How could one man's influence come to define our culture and produce what some consider the most harmful book in American history? It would find its way into 
every aspect of our decision-making in our lives. Dr. Judith Reisman is renowned for her expertise on the damaging influence of pornography. She has testified repeatedly before the U.S. Congress. Her research has been used by the FBI and by governments throughout the Western world when determining their policies on obscenity. She is author of the book, Kinsey, Crimes and Consequences, in which she details the devastating impact of Alfred Kinsey in America, an influence she believes is behind the growing number of sexual predators who seem to come from all walks of life. Teachers, doctors, lawyers, judges, uh, people are being caught right and left, uh, sacrificing their lives and their families' lives to their addictions to child pornography. How do you think it happened? It did not start today. It started back, back with Kinsey, and who then kicked off what has become today's, uh, today's horror show, child sexual abuse rape, torture. People say, well, you can't track that all to Kinsey. Well, you can track enough of it to make an awfully frightening case. While Dr. Reisman's view may seem extreme, her evidence is disturbing, the results of which are so often reported in our nightly news. 35-year-old convicted sex offender Bradley Meinhardt was sentenced to just one to three years in prison for sexually assaulting a 12-year-old girl in East Penn and a guy at a prior. Here's the suspect right here, Joseph Edward Duncan. He has a long history of sexual aggression. Here's Larry Don McQuaid, the 41-year-old former school bus driver who's confessed to sexually abusing more than 200 children. I was able to manipulate parents and children alike that I was such a nice guy that I wouldn't do something as wrong and disgusting and uh, as that I consider myself a demon. It's too dangerous for me to be on the street. Should he be released? Uh, we tried to protest parole. Uh, unfortunately, as I said, the statute requires his release. I didn't know that the average sex offender uh, predator uh, molests 100 children. I mean, that just makes my outrage even more. For years, Americans have wondered why repeat sex offenders so often receive light prison sentences only to be released back into society. According to Dr. Reisman, the answer is Alfred Kinsey. The laws were changed based upon his fraudulent data, and he was directly involved in those changes. Kinsey went state by state. I have his testimony in California in 1949, telling a committee that was about to toughen the sex laws and, and toughen up about the laws to protect children because there had been a murder of two little girls. He goes to California to testify in 1949 that you should release everybody, that, that pedophiles and pederasts did not repeat their crimes, that parole was absolutely critical. That would reduce our sex crimes. The committee believed him. They reduced all of our sex crimes. They parole people, and they haven't stopped. When the Kinsey report was first released, the famous ACLU lawyer, Morris Ernst, wrote that virtually every page of the Kinsey report touches on the legal code. He told the legal profession that no bar association, law school journal, or lawyer's committee can consider sex laws without the Kinsey study. According to Westlaw, the most widely used legal database, between the years 1982 to 2000, there were approximately 650 citations to Alfred Kinsey. The model penal code that was adopted uh, just after 19, 
55 was based on Kinsey's research. This is a flow chart I put together to describe how the Kinsey research gutted American laws. Through the American Law Institute's ALI, the American Law Institute Model Penal Code 1955, that was where protections were then removed for women and children from American law system. The U.S. justice system from 1948 to today, that's what this is about. After publishing his reports, Kinsey traveled the country, giving lectures at universities and testifying before lawmakers. He was received as the leading scientific expert in the world on human sexuality. In particular, he discussed laws concerning sex offenders and the education of children. Of children, he said, 100% of or are orgasmic from birth. Therefore, children can benefit from sex with adults and even incest. So that we, which is illegal, so we need to lower the age of consent. Uh, that's he was working toward making everything legal, but that's all right. Children need early, explicit sex, school sex education since they're sexual from birth, which was illegal at the time. Now it's everywhere. They need masturbation and hetero and homosexual acts to be taught to them, which was illegal, and now it's being taught. And about parole, Kinsey said that sex offenders rarely repeat sex crimes. Therefore, all sex offenders should be paroled, which is exactly what, then what started to take place. Part of Kinsey's defense of pedophiles was that children were not really harmed by sexual contact with adults. Therefore, it made no sense to incarcerate pedophiles for lengthy prison terms. 1950, uh, Rockefeller funded the American Law Institute Model Penal Code. 1952, a Harvard Law Review called for a code to change our sex laws in accordance with what Kinsey had objectively found. And then in 1955, the code was created and sent out to all legislators in the country via these important people, judge, lawyers, sociologists, lawyers, and so forth. And from there, that went, the ALI model, the, the sex offenses section, sent to states all over the country, adopted all or in part beginning in 1956 here and moving on to Illinois, to Minnesota and so forth, and all other states of the union. As Dr. Reisman noted, the model penal code was financed by the Rockefeller Foundation. Not coincidentally, the Rockefeller Foundation also financed the research of Alfred Kinsey. In the 1950s, a congressional committee was formed under Congressman B. Carroll Reese to investigate the influence of the large tax-exempt foundations, including Rockefeller. There was a huge concern at the time in the 1950s that the foundations were now being run by people with a strikingly strident libertarian or liberal agenda which resisted and resented the Judeo-Christian way of life. The late Norman Dodd was the director of research for the Reese Committee. In an interview recorded shortly before his death, Dodd stated that part of what the committee had learned was that the objective of the great foundations was to remove America from the values on which she was built and to do so through the education system. What we had uncovered was the determination of these large endowed foundations, this Carnegie Endowment story and the Ford Foundation and the Guggenheim and the Rockefeller Foundation, all working in harmony toward the control of education in the United States. Dodd's testimony becomes an important issue when considering the direct impact 
of Kinsey's research on sex education in America. While the Reese Committee investigated many programs funded by the foundations, when it came to Kinsey's research, they were vehemently opposed by the late Congressman Wayne Hayes. Uh, that's established quite well in Renee Wormser's book on foundations, the power, their power and influence, a book that no American who wants to understand what happened to our country should be without. Renee Wormser was the lawyer for the Reese Committee. In his book, Wormser writes that the committee had dug up some significant material about foundation support of the Kinsey projects. This brought Mr. Hayes into a steaming rage, he says, and he asked to see our entire Kinsey file. It was produced for him, and he angrily declared to Mr. Dodd that we were to go no further with this particular investigation, contending that every member of Congress would be against our doing so. Mr. Hayes stated emphatically to Mr. Dodd that he would oppose any further appropriation to our committee unless the Kinsey investigation were dropped. Wormser writes that as a result, the valuable material in our Kinsey file never saw the light of day. What was it in the Kinsey file that provoked such a response from a U.S. congressman? As we move forward, consider that the Kinsey data was partly paid for by the American taxpayers, who continue to fund the Kinsey Institute to this day. There's more going on in that institute. They have covered up so much. Some believe that if Kinsey's research had been exposed in the 1950s, the information might have sparked a second American revolution. What was in the Kinsey file? And does that information continue to influence or even haunt America? Through the 1930s and 40s, Alfred Kinsey conducted thousands of interviews with both men and women, taking, as he called it, their sexual histories. The purpose of his study was to discover the sexual behavior of the average man and woman in America at the time. Kinsey was a professor at the University of Indiana in Bloomington. Despite his Christian upbringing, he would come to reject the Judeo-Christian belief of his family in favor of Darwinian philosophy, accepting the idea that man is simply a more highly evolved animal. Kinsey, as a zoologist and biologist, considered, rightly, that humans are animals, although lots of people hate to admit that. Kinsey's expertise had been the study of the gall wasp. He spent years collecting and cataloging thousands of them. Noticing the countless differences in these insects, he concluded that such variations must also be true of human behavior. Upon interviewing thousands of volunteer subjects, Kinsey not only recorded data, but drew certain conclusions about the sexual behavior of men, women, and children. But was his research that of an objective scientist or the intentional manipulation of a sexual deviant who wanted to remake the American male and female in his own image? Kinsey uh, has legitimized uh, 
the free sex revolution. Um, and he did it through academia. But what's interesting, according to uh, research that's been done on this gentleman, uh, this guy was a pervert himself. Kinsey's critics claim that his real motive was not science, but a social agenda to change the morality of America, something admitted by Kinsey biographer Jonathan Gaythorne Hardy. It's abundantly clear as you go into it that there was a very large social agenda. He, he didn't just want a greater tolerance and sanity from understanding the facts of sex. He, was, he thought it was quite monstrous the way homosexuals were regarded. In general, there was a very powerful social agenda, which is perfectly plain when you read the book from the polemic right the way through it, and was perfectly plain at the time to the people who worked with him. When the Kinsey reports were published, they shocked the country because the behavior that Kinsey described did not at all represent what most Americans believed about their own sexuality. Consider that Kinsey was documenting the behavior of the World War II era, those that Tom Brokaw called the greatest generation. Among Kinsey's more controversial claims is the idea that 10% of American men were fully homosexual for at least three years of their life, while 37% of American men had engaged in homosexual contact to the point of orgasm at least once in their lives. Later studies would place those numbers much lower, with only 1% of men in the U.S. claiming to be homosexual, while only 2-3% admitted to some kind of homosexual activity in their lifetime. Nevertheless, Kinsey's data was seized upon by men like Harry Hay, who read the Kinsey reports, left his wife and children, and went on to found the gay rights revolution that began in the 1960s. To this day, the gay rights movement is largely based on Kinsey's data. Kinsey also reported high levels of premarital sex, claiming that 69% of American men had visited prostitutes and that 50% of married men were guilty of adultery. Again, a later study done as early as 1960 by Phyllis and Eberhard Kronhausen would find that the levels of sexual promiscuity among males were much lower than Kinsey had reported. According to his fellow researchers, the reason for this dramatic difference is because Kinsey manipulated the data, including men from America's prisons, as part of the regular male population. He wrote that he found 1,300 to 1,400 sex offenders that he used as his normal male population. What? In addition to the convicted sex offenders, Kinsey included regular prisoners who were serving time for other offenses, along with 199 sexual psychopaths, all mixed together as part of the regular male population and presented to the American people as the average American male. In this interview for the documentary titled One in Ten, listen as Paul Gephardt, who was one of Kinsey's co-authors and a member of his original team, admits to the high percentage of prisoners and their impact on Kinsey's data. With these uh, poorer, lower educational level samples. And when I say poor, poorer, they had, for example, 55% were prison. 55% were prison. And uh, I think that has, a, that has a definite effect. 
we know uh, we didn't have enough non-prison people to do much of a comparison. But he didn't do a comparison. He he simply took the uh, the prison people he got and used them at that uh, you know less than college educated sample. But the trouble was by you might say emphasizing the less than college educated sample he introduced a lot of errors into the data with america's prison population presented as the average male is it any wonder that laws would be changed to accommodate sexual predators while failing to protect women and children to create high levels of homosexual activity, Kinsey also went into Chicago's underground, into gay bars and homosexual bathhouses, and incorporated the radically gay population into his regular male data, along with bootleggers, gamblers, male prostitutes, ne'er-do-wells, pimps, thieves, and hold-up men, all this according to his own report. Kinsey used similar tactics to redefine the average American female. Uh, they use this picture all the time to try and show the American public that they were interviewing uh, average American women, all right, except that this was their secretary, okay? This is a secretary at the Kinsey Institute, and they would always label her as though she was just some average American woman. Sometimes they put Kinsey in the picture interviewing her, and sometimes they put him. And now, after I expose that in one of my books, the Kinsey Institute has now admitted on its on its website, you know, they, they give the name of her so it doesn't look as though they're trying to phony the thing. To create high levels of female promiscuity among American wives, Kinsey redefined married women to include any woman that had lived with a man for at least a year, a broad description that could include prostitutes who had lived with their pimps. In fact, prostitutes were a subculture that Kinsey specifically sought out mixing them in with the regular female population. As a result, Kinsey's report stated that some 50% of American women engaged in premarital sex, while 26% of married women were supposedly involved in adultery. Kinsey went on to report that an incredible 87% of unmarried women were having abortions, while 25% of married wives were also aborting. It was these high percentages, shocking even by today's standards, that would help to legalize abortion in the years that would follow. For decades, Dr. Judith Reisman has argued against what is often referred to as Kinsey's junk science because of its dramatic and devastating impact on American law and society. Corrections starts to enact all of this into corrections decisions in the legal profession and law schools. Now Kinsey would be taught as part of the legal structure via the American Law Institute Model Penal Code, that ferrets out into the private and public education, becomes our sex education, is in our American Law Review journals, it's found in parole through corrections, state and local, and criminal, civil, family, and juvenile justice, and expert witnesses then from the sex world begin to inform this whole structure. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have had a real dirty deal we have, as that FBI agent said to me, the head of, of, of the FBI Behavioral Science Unit, after he saw my work on Kinsey and on Playboy, he said to his sons, guys, 
We have been conned. Dr. Reisman is not alone in her conclusions, nor was she the first to discover these things. As Reese Committee lawyer Renee Wormser states in his book, the much-publicized Kinsey studies base an advocacy of criminal and social reform on the very unscientific material which Dr. Kinsey had collected. Wormser went on to cite psychiatric historian Albert Deutsch, who said of the Kinsey reports that so startling are its revelations, so contrary to what civilized man has been taught, that they would be unbelievable but for the impressive weight of the scientific agencies backing the survey. Wormser comments saying, note how impressive is the word scientific and how false. But he goes on to suggest even more, revealing that, according to the Reese Committee, the postmodern thinking in America today is no mere accident, but has been intentionally created by the elite foundations as part of a greater agenda one in which the work of Kinsey plays no small part. The Reese Committee wrote that it seems to this committee that there is a strong tendency on the part of many of the social scientists whose research is favored by the major foundations toward the concept that there are no absolutes, that everything, including basic moral law, is subject to change however fundamental it may have been deemed to be under our Judeo-Christian moral system. The puerile doctrine that change is always necessary has led many of these scientists to believe that there are no longer any inalienable rights. They deem themselves justified with the support of foundation grants to label their prejudices as truth and to experiment with society. By far the most disturbing evidence against the Kinsey reports is the information pertaining to the sexual behavior of children. This was something noted in the 1950s by Professor Albert Hobbs, who wrote that according to Kinsey, a child molester may have contributed favorably to a child's later sociosexual development. The child sexual data was more fully exposed by Dr. Judith Reisman in the 1980s, who brought the even more disturbing allegation that Kinsey had trained multiple pedophiles to molest children while using stopwatches to record so-called scientific data. This man, this Kinsey, had been responsible for the rapes and tortures of, of hundreds, actually, it looks like thousands of children. Needless to say, the Kinsey Institute today denies Dr. Reisman's allegations. They maintain that all of the child sexual data came from one man, who just happened to keep detailed scientific records of his encounters with children. This lone pedophile theory was developed by Dr. John Bancroft, who became the director of the Kinsey Institute in 1995. Bancroft not only argued that the data came from just one man, but that Kinsey supposedly only got hold of the information years after this pedophile was finished raping kids. This is contrary to Kinsey's own report, 
in which he admitted to at least nine pedophiles from whom he obtained information. But in this 1995 interview on Canadian television, Dr. Bancroft says that Kinsey only referred to three or four pedophiles and then insists that in reality, it was only one. When questioned about the obvious inconsistency, Bancroft's argument is that Kinsey simply lied about his research. Listen now as this Canadian journalist seems to get uncomfortable during the interview. Did he make it clear in the report that the conclusions uh, on the sexual capacity of 317 children were based solely on the evidence of one sexual criminal? No, he suggested that it may have been from three or four. I don't think that is a particularly important difference. Uh, Kinsey... Uh, but is that conspicuously misleading? Uh, I think he, he was uh, misleading. I think that uh, he... I'm sorry, you don't policy. think he was misleading? Forgive me. Yes, I think he was yes. misleading, but I don't think it was a, a, a misleading of any consequence. He was concerned about his maintaining confidentiality. Uh, throughout his volumes, he tended to avoid drawing attention to any particular individuals. It's not significant that the conclusions of a study on uh, the sexual responses of children come solely from uh, a, a man who really has a, who, who's a deviant? Doesn't he have a skewed perception of child sexuality? Well, that was just one type of evidence. Next, the journalist asks why it took so long to discover that the information came from a single pedophile rather than multiple pedophiles, as Kinsey had reported. Bancroft's only answer is to say that he worked it out once he became the Kinsey Institute director. Why did it take so long to, to set the record straight? When I got to the Kinsey Institute and these accusations were continuing, uh, some people were expressing, some otherwise reasonable people were beginning to worry about these accusations and saying, well, now, how is it that uh, if he's got information from three or four men, he can uh, standardize it in such a way that it goes into a table uh, unless somehow or other he's trained uh, these men to make these observations? People were beginning to express that concern. Therefore, I decided to look more closely at the source of information. And that's when I uh, realized that actually, as far as those tables were concerned, the information all came uh, from this one man who had been collecting this information in an extraordinarily methodical way throughout his life since about 1917. And you knew, you knew of this for how long? That it was, that, he, that uh, Kinsey was misleading in this? Uh, I, I worked out that there was one man involved uh, soon after I came to the Kinsey Institute and shortly after that we issued a press statement uh, from uh, Indiana University making this point clear. So, I'm sorry. That was at the beginning of September. Uh -huh. What, what the criticism is also, and it's, pro and it's significant, is, is that Alfred Kinsey was guilty of academic dishonesty. And if the Institute wasn't, wouldn't, if the Institute would have been for, more forthright, the people from the political and religious right wouldn't have the kind of ammunition that they, are, that they now have to try to not only discredit Kinsey, but, uh, but the teaching of sexual, sex education in schools. There is no reason to say that Kinsey has been uh, dishonest. He probably had a good reason for obscuring uh, whether it was one or three men. That is a minor detail. The minor detail of Kinsey's data may have had a major impact on America's children, especially when one considers that now, decades later, one in four teenage girls are currently infected with some kind of sexually transmitted disease.
And according to the White House Office of National AIDS Policy, in the U.S., it is estimated that two young people aged 13 to 25 are infected with HIV each hour. Is this the devastating fruit of Kinsey's sexual revolution? Furthermore, should Americans trust information about child sexuality from child molesters who were raping kids? As Dr. Bancroft has admitted, Kinsey's pedophile data directly impacts sex education in America. These specific findings about these children are totally irrelevant to modern sex education. But where did Kinsey get his information? Did it really come from just one man? The allegedly lone pedophile that Bancroft and the Kinsey Institute point to was known as Mr. Green in Kinsey's research. His real name was Rex King, a man who kept written diaries in which he claimed to have molested more than 800 children. Like most pedophiles, King was never caught and never served a day in prison. The Kinsey Institute usually presents King as a man who simply kept meticulous records and mysteriously came into contact with Kinsey. The same idea was presented in the Hollywood film Kinsey starring Liam Neeson. But what Kinsey supporters do not reveal is that Mr. Green had been personally trained by Kinsey's mentor, Dr. Robert Dickinson. Something admitted by Paul Gephardt in the 1998 British documentary. Kinsey's pedophiles. Kinsey was told about Green by his own mentor in sex research, Dr. Robert Dickinson. Dickinson had collaborated with the pedophile for several years and taught him how to record his child abuse in scientific detail. He told him how to measure things and time things and, uh, and encouraged him to. Uh, he knew he was going to do his uh, ordinary behavior anyway. Dickinson couldn't have stopped him from being a pedophile. <laughs> but he said, at least you ought to, uh, you know, do something scientific about it, so there'll be it won't be just your jollies. It'll be something worthwhile to science. So he gave him some training by uh, letter and correspondence. Gephardt has also admitted that Mr. Green's child abuse data played an important role in the Kinsey Report's view of child sexuality. Gephardt said, Green contributed a fair amount to our knowledge and medicine's knowledge of sexuality in children. We made our point that children are sexual from birth. But the sexuality of these children was determined because according to Kinsey's interpretation, the children supposedly enjoyed the molestation while it occurred. If we're talking here about science, you do not ask a rapist if his rape victim enjoyed the rape and then translate that to the American public as science. Well, nobody minds being raped. They all enjoy it. We ask these experts and the experts have told us the experts were the rapists. Dr. Clarence Tripp, one of Kinsey's original team members, offered this comment on Green's molestation of children. Well, here's this man with hundreds of contacts. There was never a charge against him. He was never arrested for anything. All the children thought he was wonderful. Uh, all the mothers thought he was wonderful. Uh, there are two, I suppose, lest uh, you get contradicted, there are two instances in which a young 
boy or girl, a girl, I guess it was, I don't remember, um, didn't complain. They agreed to the sexual contact, but then they found it very painful and yelled out when it actually took place. This was because they were very young and had small genitalia, and Green was a grown man with enormous genitalia, and there was a fit problem. The idea that the children enjoyed being molested by Mr. Green is shocking enough, but the suggestion becomes even more appalling with a testimony of Jonathan Gaythorne Hardy, a Kinsey biographer who is one of the few people who have been allowed to view Kinsey's private records. Speaking about their practice of keeping files secret, Hardy said, the Kinsey Institute is nervous people will read the journals. Rex King described having sex with this little girl, this little boy. I think the Kinsey Institute felt right-wing figures would pluck out things. I think they are right to keep them undercover. There are descriptions of King buggering boys, nigh on 13, who doesn't enjoy it. I mean, it's quite sort of harsh stuff, some of it. But the most disturbing evidence comes from Kinsey's so-called scientific tables, wherein he describes the sexual responses of young children. When I was reading Kinsey's book in the first place, and I looked at the tables, table 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, and these were tables with ages of children on the left-hand side, and then orgasm in one panel, and timed orgasm, time of orgasm in the next one. In Kinsey's tables 31 through 34, he documented the timed orgasms of children as young as two months old, recording their responses down to the tenth of a second. Findings are so extreme that one child, a four-year-old, is said to have had 26 orgasms within a 24-hour period. For Dr. Reisman, the obvious question was, where did Kinsey get such information? And I, I, I looked at those charts and graphs. I can't tell you how long it took me to try to process what I was seeing. He said, this is the torture of children. At the base of Table 31, Kinsey tells us that the data is based on actual observation of 317 males. Then on page 177 of the male volume, Kinsey writes, orgasm is in our records for a female babe of four months. But how would anyone recognize such a response in a young child? Kinsey wrote that among pre-adolescent boys and among younger females, orgasm is not so readily recognized, partly because of the lack of ejaculate. And so I thought, what did this man, this Kinsey, called an or call an orgasm? Right. It's an obvious question, isn't it? I mean, um, First of all, this was not possible, but second of all, what did he call? Well, I saw he documented it on page 160 and 161 in, in Kinsey's book, Sexual Behavior in the Human Male. He described specifically what he called an orgasm amongst these children. Kinsey defined orgasm for pre-adolescent children with the following description. A gradual and sometimes prolonged buildup to orgasm which involves still more violent convulsions of the whole body. Heavy breathing, groaning, sobbing, or more violent cries, sometimes with an abundance of tears, especially among younger children. And he said there were six 
kinds of six categories. He called them six categories of orgasm. And he had one category, one, two, three, four, five, and six. And included in these categories of what he calls an orgasm were uh, screaming, writhing in pain, hysterics, especially among younger children. He put that in parentheses, especially among younger children, parentheses. Um, he said that the children had convulsions. Those were his words. He said they fainted. He said they, they struck the partner. He called it the partner. This is the man who's raping the child. Okay. They struck the partner and tried to get away. And, and he said that those were all examples for him, for him, of orgasm. Kinsey made it clear that this data was supplied by adult observers who were defined as pedophiles by Kinsey's own team members, as you will hear later on. Kinsey wrote, some males suffer excruciating pain and may scream. The males in the present group, by which he meant pre-adolescent boys, become similarly hypersensitive before the arrival of actual orgasm, will fight away from the partner, and may make violent attempts to avoid climax, although, he said, they derive definite pleasure from the situation. Kinsey biographer James H. Jones was a 1998 Pulitzer Prize finalist for his biography on Kinsey. In the Yorkshire documentary, Jones had this to say about Kinsey's description of child orgasm. If you read those words, what he's talking about is kids who are screaming, kids who are protesting in every way they can the fact that their bodies, that their persons are being violated. At that point, reading that, I said, the only person who could write that would be, number one, a pedophile or a pederast, because these were boys, with homosexual abuse of boys, and a sadomasochist. That is, the only human being in the world who could call an orgasm something that involved people throwing up, I mean, having convulsions, fainting, screaming, crying, uh, the only person who could do that is someone who experienced that themselves. And that had to be a sadomasochist. And the only person who could apply their sadomasochism to an infant and a child would be a pederast, a rapist. And that's what Kinsey did in that book. Kinsey's own sadomasochistic tendencies have been documented by a number of biographers. James Jones revealed that Kinsey once climbed into a bathtub and circumcised himself with a pocket knife without the benefit of anesthesia. Another account of Kinsey's extreme self-abuse came about when his research was under investigation. Jones reports that after the Rockefeller Foundation withdrew his funding, Kinsey went to a basement, tied one end of a rope to an exposed ceiling pipe and the other end around his scrotum, then stood on a chair and jumped off. The abuse that he inflicted on his organs, on his sexual organs, were very directly identified in his death. That was orchitis. That was a serious inflammation and, and um, disease that he inflicted upon himself that was basically involved in his final death. Now, the attempt to claim that Kinsey died of a heart attack is a perfectly reasonable thing to try to do. It's kind of embarrassing to say that the father of the entire sexual revolution who has trained all of our sex educators in the United States of America basically died.
because he has so abused himself doing the activity that they tell everybody is okay that he died of this terrible and very painful experience. If Kinsey's abuse had only been inflicted upon himself, his critics might be less likely to accuse him. But his abuse extended to children, the most precious members of our society. In this image, Kinsey seems to take a demented sort of glee in showing these young children a film of two porcupines engaged in a sexual act. He seems oblivious to the confused and even disturbed looks on the faces of these children. Was it this same lack of concern that enabled Kinsey to support and even encourage the most depraved sexual criminals? The evidence shows that Kinsey was not content to work with merely one pedophile, as Dr. Bancroft and the Kinsey Institute claim. Following the example of his mentor, Dr. Robert Dickinson, Kinsey set out to train his own predators, men who would collect information about what can only be called the sexual torment of children. Dr. Clarence Tripp was Kinsey's photographer who filmed and photographed sex scenes in the attic of Kinsey's home in Bloomington, Indiana. In 1990, Tripp was interviewed on The Phil Donahue Show, along with Dr. Judith Reisman, who appeared to defend her first book, Exposing Kinsey. Well, don't look now, but they're attacking Dr. Kinsey again. The book is titled Kinsey, Sex, and Fraud, The Indoctrination of a People. During the show, as Clarence Tripp began to defend Kinsey's research, even Phil Donahue, with his liberal views on sexuality, became uneasy at some of Tripp's bizarre comments about the molestation of children. We should say that you are a, uh, the author of The Homosexual Matrix, a book which got quite a positive uh, response. Yes, from. I want to agree with um, Reisman on one point. Um, I think we really ought to talk about the child stuff before we mix in the... Right, we'll make your point, um, <laughs> You know, uh, we really shouldn't go too fast there. We want to savor that because it is, it is wonderful. It's so delicious what she says. I want to draw you a picture of the image. The image is that the world-famous sex researchers are Dr. Kinsey alone, that's not quite clear, are in a room, and uh, they hover over a young child less than a year old, and with their fingers or a feather, that's not quite sure, uh, clear, they uh, tickle the genitalia and bring this kid to orgasm who is screaming that? and hollering and possibly held down by chains. And <laughs> drugged. It's all too glorious. Well, make your point. I, I, you know, I hope that you don't... Uh... Uh, you're, are you uh, you're well, being sarcastic, but I want to make sure. I didn't mean to be sarcastic. I didn't mean to be sarcastic. I'm more you're saying this is true, that, that Dr. Kinsey or his colleagues did not. This is, this is a man who was with me on Donahue saying, you've got to stay with this. It's delicious what she says about what they were doing to, to the children. Dr. Reisman refused to go on Donahue unless he would agree to show Kinsey's tables where the child sex abuse data is presented. Despite knowing about these tables, Donahue repeatedly insisted that no proof existed of child abuse in Kinsey's research. Nevertheless, he did show the data to his audience. Well, we're going to show. There. 
Now, now, right, read now it. what is the point? You what is tell your me point? what is the point. <clears throat> Five months old. What is it? I can hardly read it. What's next Five to that? Number of orgasms. Oh, number of orgasms. Go down to the four-year-old. You see the four-year-old there? Yeah. There, bottom one. Yes, four-year-old, 26 orgasms in 24 hours. Phil, tell me, Phil. Tell me, yes, Phil. Does a baby sleep? Tell me, Phil. Tell me, Phil. Does a baby sleep? Tell me if this is scientific. A baby sleeps for eight hours? And you tell me yes, how you get 26 orgasms for 24 hours. We've got just to be minute. able to get a word in edgewise. Sounds like a guest for the Dario show. And you know, and you know what, and you know what Gebhard said to me. You know what, Doctor Gebhard said. He wrote me a letter, which I wish you had up there too, in which he said that oral and manual techniques were used on the children. Now, Phil. I'm going to say that once my, more. My, my I'm going to say that once more. And if I'm wrong, let them sue me. He Maybe said oral and manual techniques were used on those children. Yeah. The letter that Dr. Reisman refers to was written by Paul Gephardt on March 11, 1981, in which he attempted to explain where the child sexual data came from. In this letter, he admits that multiple pedophiles were used in collecting information for the Kinsey reports. Gephardt writes, since sexual experimentation with human infants and children is illegal, we have had to depend upon other sources. Some of these were parents. A few were nursery school owners or teachers. Others were homosexual males interested in older but still prepubertal children. One was a man who had numerous sexual contacts with male and female infants and children, and being of a scientific bent, kept detailed records of each encounter. Gephardt went on to say that some of these sources have added to their written or verbal reports photographs, and in a few instances, cinema. The techniques involved were self-masturbation by the child, child-child sex play, and adult-child contacts, chiefly manual or oral. Gephardt's letter clearly refutes the lone pedophile theory of Dr. John Bancroft but fits in perfectly with what Kinsey documented in sexual behavior in the human male. Gephardt's mention that photographs and cinema were sent to Kinsey also explains the discovery made by former Kinsey Institute director June Reinisch in 1984. This was Newsweek uh, in 84 when June Reinisch said, you know, that the Institute encourages visitors and so forth and she says, uh, and um, what's your name, Reinish, Reinish says that she found um, a collection of child pornography so distasteful to Reinish personally, she couldn't bear to look at it, all right? Now, nobody's, she's not asking where that child pornography came from, right? But some of it was... Now, she found this at the Kinsey At the Kinsey Institute, Institute yes. Yeah, at the Kinsey Institute. And John Bancroft who wrote about Kinsey and supported Kinsey for years before he was hired as the head of the Kinsey Institute, right? Who was supposed to be an expert on Kinsey, which was why he was hired by the Kinsey Institute. Now suddenly claims that everybody knew all along that these children were being raped by one pedophile. Well, he's the expert on Kinsey. Why didn't he ever write about it before he got hired? Why did he have to go into the Kinsey Institute to look into it if it's all laying out there? He knew that, that it wasn't a couple of pedophiles, which he said at one point. It wasn't one pedophile, which he said at another point. Kinsey said it was nine pedophiles. That's what he wrote. And
And it certainly would have been at least nine because we now know from Yorkshire Television that Kinsey was working with a group of pedophiles. There was also a pedophile organization in this country. Uh, they cooperated with us. And some of them who are not, of course, not incarcerated, uh, they came and they gave us information. Dr. Reisman believes the pedophile organization mentioned by Gephardt may have been the nucleus for what would become NAMBLA, the North American Man-Boy Love Association. While child molestation is a crime in any circumstance, the members of NAMBLA claim that their intentions are out of love for the children they molest. Yet this cover of a NAMBLA bulletin, which they called their back-to-school issue, paints quite a different picture. It shows a frightened boy cornered by two adult men who are about to force him into sexual contact and is more consistent with the information found in the Kinsey reports that children are in fact being raped and tormented by the pedophiles who prey upon them. To this day, NAMBLA looks to Alfred Kinsey as their inspiration, saying that gay liberationists in general and boy lovers in particular should know Kinsey's work and hold it dear. Implicit in Kinsey is the struggle we fight today. Well, there's a huge connection between Alfred Kinsey and NAMBLA. In fact, uh, NAMBLA has relied upon Kinsey's research for years. Kinsey uh, tried to make pedophilia seem acceptable. Kinsey's argument was that it was society's reaction to pedophiles that caused the real trauma of child molestation. Members of NAMBLA will often refer to this quote from Sexual Behavior in the Human Female, where Kinsey wrote that when children are constantly warned by parents and teachers against contacts with adults, they are ready to become hysterical as soon as any older person approaches or stops and speaks to them in the street or fondles them. Some of the more experienced students of juvenile problems have come to believe that the emotional reactions of the parents, police officers, and other adults who discover that the child has had such a contact may disturb the child more seriously than the sexual contacts themselves. The current hysteria over sex offenders may very well have serious effects on the ability of many of these children to work out sexual adjustments some years later. In Kinsey's view, a lot of sex crime was really not crime at all. He seemed to worship sexual experience. I mean, he had a 24-7 obsession with sex long before he attained the position at Indiana University. So for him, uh, all forms of sexual experience, to one degree or another, could have merit that were outside the pale of traditional morality. Many researchers have come to believe that it was this philosophy that allowed Kinsey and his team to communicate with active child molesters and even train them to record their abuse in a scientific manner. While the Kinsey Institute continues to deny this, further evidence is found from the testimony of Dr. Clarence Tripp on The Phil Donahue Show. Listen carefully as Tripp confirms that there were multiple pedophiles, not just one, and says that they were trained observers that used stopwatches. I'm going to say that once more, and if I'm wrong, let them sue me. He said oral and manual techniques were used on those children. What American is going to defend that? How does C.A. Trip respond to that? Uh, She's talking about data that came from pedophiles. 
that um, he would listen to only pedophiles who were very careful, used stopwatches, knew how to record their things, did careful surveys. And these, she resents very much, but they're very important. So he, he interviewed just, people who were known criminals, mm -hmm. I assume. Were they in prison at the time? Oh, certainly not. But uh, they were, in her sense, criminals because they were pedophiles. But they were trained Oh, in her sense, observers. they were criminals because they were pedophiles. They were raping children observers. and they're not criminals. You're going to defend Nobody that. was raping children. Uh, what they what were doing. sexually, manually, and orally abusing a baby, and you're a bloody pedophile. And we also have an interview that... That was a, a phone interview that I have a copy of. Beach, it's in my book between Gebhard and and uh, Dr. Muir, who was my editor, in which Gebhard admits that they they uh, told the pedophiles to use stopwatches. The interview Dr. Reisman refers to took place on November second, nineteen ninety two, between Dr. Gordon Muir and Paul Gebhard. Dr. Muir also appeared on the Donahue Show as the editor of the book, Kinsey, Sex, and Fraud. On the show, he confronted Clarence Tripp. Are you telling me that, that Kinsey came across in an interview sample of 5,300 people he found pedophiles who had stopwatches, just happened to have stopwatches, just happened to have all that data handy? Some two years later, in a phone interview, Dr. Muir would pursue a similar line of questioning with Paul Gephardt, one of the original co-authors of the Kinsey Reports, who succeeded Alfred Kinsey as the original director of the Kinsey Institute. Listen carefully how Gephardt admits that there were multiple pedophiles that he and Kinsey worked with, how they actually encouraged some of the adults to molest children, and that it was at the instruction of Kinsey and his team that they used stopwatches.
this stage of the interview, Gephardt engages in a bit of wordplay, but listen carefully as Dr. Muir gets to the point with him. Once we ask people about giving us their observations, we would ask them later, too. In other words, if there were, if there were some pedophiles who reported their data to us, and, we could, and if they got in contact with us later, we would then ask children are, how their right. parents were involved, and right. have, we, have we talked to those children right. now as adults? When I wrote to the Kinsey Institute and I asked, what about these children? They just casually wrote me back. Gebhardt casually wrote me back, said, well, we never had any follow-up on these children. It was too expensive, he said, or just impossible. What does he mean there's never been a follow-up? You just talked about men who are raping children, at least 317 children. Now we're looking at it comes up to maybe 2,035 at minimum, probably, the youngest two months of age. And you call yourselves, quote, unquote, scientists, and you've never even followed up. That's a lie. There's got to be some information. And if it was good information, if they had found out that these children were completely unharmed, lived fine lives, we would know about it. They would have passed that information on to us so fast. Many of the children abused by Kinsey's pedophiles probably had no idea that they were part of a government-sponsored study. Most likely living out their lives in suffering and confusion about what had happened to them. But when the Family Research Council released its documentary, The Children of Table 34, the haunting image of a stopwatch sparked the memory of a woman who calls herself Esther White. My grandfather 
molested me when I was around four. And he never did again. But he went to Indiana University to get his teaching certificate. And he took biology while he was there. And um, so I'm assuming that he probably met Finzi there because the whole university was involved in his research. As a child, Esther says she was taken by her father and grandfather to meet with Alfred Kinsey and to be interviewed by him. But the real purpose of that meeting would be a mystery for years to come. I didn't really um, know. I didn't connect at all until I read Judith Reisman's writings, especially when it came to uh, the video that she did uh, where they showed a stopwatch. And that was the key. I realized, yes, that was what was going on. Now in her 70s, her desire is to remain as anonymous as possible out of consideration for her family. Esther White is her assumed name. How old were you when you met Dr. Alfred Kinsey? It was probably in 1943 or so, 43 or 44. I was born in 34. Um, my father was very excited about taking me there to meet Dr. Kinsey. I didn't know who he was. All I knew was that my dad was very excited about taking me there for an interview. And he was instructing me that I was to um, be very nice to this man and answer him. Um, he told me he, they would ask me about my family and whether I loved my family and so forth. So um, when we got there, it was at my grandfather's and great-grandmother's house. And um, uh, Mr. Kinsey and his two colleagues were late in getting there because it was wintertime. And he was doing a seminar at um, Ohio State University. This was in Columbus, Ohio. And um, when he came, he was in very much of a rush because they were so late. And he kneeled down in front of me and asked me questions about whether I loved my daddy, uh, whether I loved uh, my family. And, um, of course, I said yes because I did. I loved my family. And the interview was very short. Uh, there was a man with him that had a clipboard who was taking down my answers to the questions. I can't remember all the questions he asked, but it was probably a five or 10 minute interview. And um, just before they left, my grandfather said, what about the check? And uh, he says, oh yes, I almost forgot. Who said that, Kinsey? Kinsey said that. And so my uh, grandfather took a check from him, and Kinsey said, I made it out to both of you because I didn't know which one was going to get the money. 
The disturbing implication is that Alfred Kinsey used taxpayer money via the Rockefeller Foundation to finance pedophiles who were actively molesting children. Why would he pay them? For what? At the time, I didn't know for what. Many years later, I had found out that uh, my dad had actually helped Alfred Kinsey do research for his book. Esther's own father had been molesting her for years and sending information to the Kinsey Institute. When Kinsey's book, Sexual Behavior in the Human Male, was released, her father showed her a copy and boasted that he had helped to write it. At the time, she did not know what he meant. He gave me a copy of the book in 1947, but it was a pre-edition signed by somebody, autographed by somebody, and I don't remember who, but my father gave me the book and said that he helped Alfred Kinsey, re, you know, um, research uh, on the book and that it was going to change the way the world looks at sexuality. WGHE Radio presents Hot Damn Politics. O queen of the two lands, Nefertiti, Egypt cries out for your help. The menacing Hyksos have invaded the minds of your people and have set up their own capital at BTR. For BTR, they have disrupted many of our communication routes. We must stop their conquest before it is too late. Here at WGAG Radio, we are safe from immediate attack. Although the Hyksos have the gall to demand tribute, we may need to supply troops and arms to our compatriots to the north to help repel the Hyksos incursion. They will look to you, almighty Nefertiti, for support. But now, we too have a new weapon. Our wise military leaders have become proficient in the use of the dreaded sounds of Nuwapu, and we shall turn it back upon our enemies and drive them before us. If only our trouble was limited to the north. Reports from our southern border show that the black devils are once again taking advantage and distracted the minds of your people, and if the Nuwapians are to emerge intact from these turbulent times, much will be required of you. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to break the spell of ignorance with Nuwapu. As always, if you are a member of the Brain Trust's caught or killed, WGAG will disavow any knowledge of your actions. This tape is self-destruct in five seconds. Good luck, Nuwapu. I 
never had much. Run with the bad bunch, little skinny kids sneaking weed in my bag lunch. And off the junior high, we was just getting by and drive by, brought my homies to the young lives. I never did cry, and even though I had pain in my heart, I was hopeless from the start. They couldn't tell me nothing, they all tried to help me. The marijuana had my mind gone, it wasn't healthy. I traveled places, all cases were the ill year. I felt the pain and the brain, but I'm still here. Never did like the police, let the whole world know. Now I get to know me, cause it takes a me down and face me now. What do I do? These things that a thug goes through. It's still I rise to so keep your head up and make your mind strong. It's a struggle every day, but you gotta hold on. These guys are trained to be ghosts. What do you suggest? Let's not waste time chasing making come and every Halloween, check out the murder scene Can't help but duplicate the violence seen on the screen My homies dying before they get to see their birthday This is the worst day, sometimes it hurts to pray And even God turned his back on the ghetto youth I know that ain't the truth Sometimes I look for proof, I wonder if heaven got a ghetto And if it does, doesn't matter if you blood or you cut Remember how it was, the picnics and the parties in the projects Four times breaking, getting high with the mob This is another knucklehead kid from the gutter I'm dealing with the mad Raised by a single mother I'm trying to tell you when it's on You gotta keep your head to the sky Be strong, most of all Hold on, hold on Be strong, hold on Be strong, hold on When it's on, it's on Hold on Please welcome the brain trust, the brain trust. The brain trust. The brain trust.
Please welcome the Brain Trust. The Brain Trust. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome to tonight's show. How damn politics is your next TV surviving the game? Man, 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 coming through. I have a slight sinus, like, infection, man. Like, a, like you know what I'm saying? I have a lot of congestion in my sinus cavity. So I'm trying to um, get through the show tonight. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? When, you, when your children go out in the world, they bring uh, all kinds of shit back to you. <laughs> uh, I got, like, my son... Um, my oldest son got me um got me sick. But it's cool, you know. We're gonna do what it do. But I'm glad y'all can all be here tonight. It's good to see y'all in the building tonight. So we're gonna start with the bottom all the way up to the top. And say what's up, what's happening with you, Twink? What's up, Twink is in the building. My man son Rock Ricks, Mr. Raymond Ricks that is. What's happening? We got Sister Zena in the building. What's happening, Zena? Oh, let me get the hand claps. Zena, uh, my hands are clapped. There we go. We got Newbie, Rahui9 in the building. What's going on, Newbie? Nunya Business. What's happening, Nunya? The Nomad. Miss Hudson is in the building tonight, sitting with us in the after party. What's up, Miss Hudson? Doc Mechanic, a.k.a. She Doc, is in the building. What's up, Doc? What up, Doc? <laughs> Brian Orion, my birthday twin. What's happening with you, Brian? Boss Lady 30. Hey, Boss Lady done came to the AP. What's happening, Boss Lady? 
And Baruji L is in the building. What's up, Baruji? Baruji is hanging out in the AP. Ariska Gal 2020 is in the house where she wakes the dead to consume the living. What's happening, Arish? Yes, indeed. And you already know who she is. She needs no introduction, though I do it all the time. What's happening with you, Don Nicole Young? It's my sister right there. What's happening, Don? You're gonna have to forgive me. Like my shit is pounding, though. Like, hey, I don't, I don't like head colds. Like my shit is pounding. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, <clears throat> but it's good to see y'all in the building tonight. So you're going to see, you'll hear me drink a lot of water. I drink a lot of water when I don't feel the greatest. You know what I'm saying? And I go ahead and uh, drink a, tons of water when that happens. <clears throat> Did you? Yeah, I do. I got to flush it out, drink a lot, a lot of water, stay real hydrated. That's it. <sighs> For real? Yeah, man. I'm trying to think, man. I already, I took the um, children out. Well, it wasn't actually me. It was the, you know, it was Daryl who took them to the comic book store, and that was on Monday. As you, as you all know, that's our arrangement. You know, he's here on Monday, so he took them to the comic book store, and then the next day, little D was sick. He ain't little no more. He little big D, but um, I started feeling that shit. So I'm like, so he they clearly got sick when they was out there, and um, gave that shit to me, you know. All right, Lord have mercy. But my immune system is strong, baby. We, we still fight it. We ain't like the rest of these motherfuckers who can't fight. That's the thing. You, your body has to fight. You know what I'm saying? Um, a word is said that those who did not participate in that experiment. We, you know, we we are our immune systems are like like triple and quadruple effect compared to the rest of these motherfuckers who wane and 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 is gonna be susceptible to every fucking thing. So yeah, I mean, I feel a lot better. Look at it yesterday. Um, the nasal, the the drip, like the nasal. Um, you know how you can feel that shit coming down. That happened last night. So today is is a lot better. I just have a congestion. So I'm good. Like, my body don't ache, no shit like that. So that's really good. But because <clears throat> I, I almost I – I said I got to do the show, though, because I said I, I can't be herky-jerky with the show because I didn't do the show two weeks ago. I had some things I had to take care of. So I'm trying to give that consistent to make sure I do hot damn politics every Wednesday night. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm uh, thank you, Raymond. I'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? If it was too bad, I wouldn't even be here tonight, but I'm good. It's just just congestion, you know? You just hate that fucking <clears throat> that sinus shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's in your, that's like in between your, when we say our first eye is and your nasal, you know what I'm saying? Along that, it's just that, it's that area. That's the only fucking thing, you know? Your, what is that? Neti pot, neti pot for congestion? Yeah. So, besides that, I'm good, though. You know, you just let it run its course, and you would be good to go. Yeah, I got me, a, you know, I got a steamer. You know, I got me that shit. Matter of fact, that shit's on my desk. <laughs> that shit on my desk. I got my um, essential oils. You know, so what I what I do, though, is I go into the steamer. Um, I got peppermint. I use my peppermint and um, what else do I got? I think I use peppermint and um, 
what's the other shit? I can't think of it. It's, it slips my mind. Peppermint and um, it's like an astringent. It's like an astringent. It's real um, not lavender. Oh, I can't think. I can't believe I can't think of it right now. It's real. It's real um, not eucalyptic. It has a. It's stronger than that. That's what I'm saying. Peppermint and um, like you can put it on your face and shit too. I can't believe. I can't believe I can't think of it right now. But I put that. I, I can you know a couple of drops of each, and that shit like opens you up. Because the peppermint do it well too. Because the peppermint open you up real good too. But I can't believe I can't think of the the other shit. It's like it's really it's real strong. Like you only need a drop or two. That's how um how strong that shit is. But it's an essential oil. I can't think of that. Oh, I got honey, Taekwondo. I I keep you know I keep that raw honey on me. You understand? Um, un unprocessed honey. So when I when I do times like this, I also do my my ginger drink. Um, it's lemon. Cayenne pepper, boiled um, ginger, raw ginger, not ginger powder, but the actual ginger root, um, in um, in a, in a dab of uh, apple cider vinegar. So, <laughs> I'm trying to think of it. I can't believe I can't think of the that essential oil. Matter of fact, let me go to my essential oil pack because I got a pack of that shit. I'll try to keep all that around me. I don't even know where I put it. I need to do a, a desk cleaning around this bad boy. I got so many papers and shit around me. But anyway, it is what it is. It ain't like frankincense or nothing like that. I just can't think of it off the top of my head. But nonetheless, um, I use um, the peppermint does well. Put it like that. When I say it, when I finally say it, you're going to know what it is, you know. Uh, you'll know what it was. But... um. <laughs> I know Brian is Brian off the chain. <laughs> Brian off the chain. Brian, my folks, though, that's a good dude. Now, and I come some slack because he's born on the same day as I. You know, was born in, on December fourteenth. Let me. I got a hand up early this day, and early in the show four seven eight four seven eight. Come on in, you know how damn politics before I jump in back into. Nobody else said the same thing. <laughs> oh, shit. What's up, Frank? What's happening? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> right there. Wait. I'm not, I can't even let you go. No motherfucking further. You're going to have to go find that goddamn oil. I promise you I can oh, see that shit. What the fuck, man? Go on. Go through. Move that shit off your desk. I- Great day, everybody. I'm glad you're here tonight, too. Shit. I know you be working and shit. You don't be coming through on the hot damn politics, but I'm glad you're in the building tonight. Let me tell you what be happening. And especially with the Showtime motherfucking change, man, I be so fucking exhausted. I, I be struggling it. And then, too, you know, like, you know, working the body and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, physically, like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, just like, eh. <laughs> like, so right. by Wednesday, because, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, like, with the time change of the show, man, I mean, whew, I don't be having nothing fucking left. 
Like, this is my recovery, so, you know what I'm saying, I can get back to, you right. know, and, yeah, get to, God damn, this shit. But, yeah, um, okay. what's the name of that? What's up, original God? Everybody who's that tired. Yeah, I can't, uh, yeah. I can't find that shit. I'm trying to think what that shit is called. Oh, my God. Okay. Tea tree oil. Tea tree. I- Girl, I knew I knew what the fuck That's was what it is. <laughs> what That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's tea tree oil. You don't need hardly nothing. That's tea shit. tree. That's what it is. It's tea tree oil. Yeah, I just mixed that with the um, peppermint. That should be okay, okay so for me right up. And you put that in your, what, in the steamer? Yeah. Yeah, it's like an antiseptic, you know, like um, mm-hmm. antiseptic, um, antimicrobial, all that shit. Yeah, so I just put a couple drops inside my steamer, that and the peppermint, so we can um, open up my nasal passage and shit like that. So, shit, I'm good. As long as my body ain't aching, which is not, like I said, it's already day two, so I'm feeling a lot better. It's just, like I said, I just got just a little bit more congestion. And it just be the nasal, like, because when Rob, remember when mm-hmm. uh that time, the last time that bitch didn't feel good, it all be, I don't mm-hmm. know what, it all be nasal. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I know, like, our defenses is up. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody be, right. no fevers, no nothing. It just be nasal. And when I went in, after she got better, because the dance teacher tried to call me, asking me where she was, and I'm like, look, um, mm-hmm. she, she don't feel good. I said, I can't send my baby somewhere, you know, not feeling well. I said, like other people do. Right. And, and she got, you know, she, I said, she was fine. And she said, oh, well, you know, no one should bring their child, you know, to, 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 dance, you know, to the dance school, you know, not feeling well. And this and then the third. Like, basically, bitch is trying to say, like, she got that shit from, you know what I'm saying? I said, I said, hold on, let me tell you something. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I said my children are homeschooled. I said and the only other only other place that she goes outside of you know with here and whatever that we do is up there with you. Okay, this the mm. owner. Like this don't play with me, bitch. Like you know what I'm saying? Ain't no private right. school here, bitch. This bitch ain't been exposed to nobody but some sick bitch there basically trying to say, oh, nobody should send a kids to school sick. Well, bitch, you got them sick-ass bitches up in there. And so... Right, right. That shit pissed me the fuck off. Okay? Now, fast forward, um, when they was have She wanted to meet with all the parents and shit before this little girl had... Before we did the... um, Before the competition in April, which was like, you know, less than a month later. It's like, you know... So, I go up in there... And I knew exactly what bitch it was who got that bitch with that nasal shit. It was the white bitch. And her, she was mm-hmm. holding a little nasty-ass little baby. Little baby by one or two. The little baby up in there. <laughs> I said, are you fucking serious? The bitch ain't got no fans. She gets like ceiling fans in the particular one they practice for the competition. They have no airflow, bitch. I mean, that bitch, like, are you, I was, like, putting my motherfucking shirt over, my motherfucking nose. I said, are you fucking kidding me? No wonder. Wow. You're right, so right. Now, asked a girl, when they took him, he was like, oh, he said, we only went two places. He said, I took him to the, um, he said, I took him to the comic book store, 
and to go get something to eat. He said the comic book store, he said he, they had the doors open and all that. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I ain't freaking out about it. I mean, you know, germs is a part of life. Shit. It is what it is. So, now, they, then people try yeah. to say, oh, it's because they haven't had any exposure. Bitch, you a fucking lie. Because they get right. put in, bitch, we go outside, motherfuckers have to go shopping at some fucking point, bitch. But if they in a closed door right. space, you ain't got no fucking airflow, bitch. I'm paying you all your motherfucking light bill, bitch. They can't at least have something <laughs> going on with this motherfucker. Right. Instead of right. trying to look at me, bitch, let's be clear. So anyway, that lady saw me look at her because I know my facial expressions, so that's why I always have shades. I, I came up conscious of that in, like, middle school, right? But so... Right. That lady saw me look at her girl. She saw covering a little baby mouth. And then I saw a little girl who was in the dance class with Mar. But now, you know, she was mm-hmm. kind of like, <laughs> but I said, yeah, that's what the fuck happened. This bitch got them mm. up in here and had the nerve to call me, asking me if she come to class. A bitch. Girl, I say, you know what, people... Really like to play. I mean, like, we get there one fuck, we get there. Why the fuck she can't? I didn't, like, I didn't come because now, I wasn't finna, I wasn't going to risk it. Like, the first week, okay, cool, she she better, but then the second one, I'm like, I'm not finna take no chances. Because I'm like, she got, right. um, she got that same shit, whatever, back in December. This two times at the same, because last year she went to a different dance studio. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. and it's okay. In the country where we at, like the one she went to last season, bitch never uh-huh. got sick. And so I was like, well, damn, what the, what, not sick, what did I say, um, need water, thirst. Okay. So right, right, right. I, she never had that problem over here. So I know y'all hoes is nasty. You know, because in <laughs> December, like, she came, literally, right. she was fucking throwing up, and I'm like, what in the fuck? Oh, man. Yeah, so I'm like, I, I, I'm done with that bitch over there at that place. Like we were, I will not be returning. I'm look, uh, currently look, looking for. I know that's there. right. But yeah, man, you gonna be all right, child. Nep is good. Oh, I'm, I'm good. Already came up in this motherfucker. Let me go. You myself, thanks for all telling right. us your remedy tea tree oil and peppermint. Though, let's get back to this. Yes, there no, is. Plank star, y'all. Plank star, double R in the building. With the L. Right, got my tea. I'm good. But yeah, man, you didn't get to hear the first hour, so you're probably wondering why I played that 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 sick shit the first hour in really an hour and twenty minutes because it's like they go in full assault on the children when it comes to this LGBTQ shit, and so I wanted to find out what was the beginning. Where did this shit start? When did they want to inject this into society so heavily? Because these motherfuckers walking around here acting like they some oppressed people. Motherfucker, you ain't oppressed. You motherfuckers are not oppressed. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know what I'm saying? These 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 homosexual folks been on the planet since the planet started, and 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 ain't nobody oppressed you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you might get your ass beat. You might even get killed once in a while. But, you know, <laughs> you ain't get your ass beat. But you ain't oppressed. See, your kind, people who who delve into your sexual lives or sexuality, 
uh, run society. So what the fuck are you talking about? But then I started to look. I'm saying it is it is about the degradation of a nation. Again, I, I tell you, all this shit is, is all to bring down this country. I live here, so from that from that standpoint, I give a fuck because I live in America. You know what I'm saying? This is where the nation where I rest my head. This is where my children walk around in. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, um, so, but they going they going so fucking hard right now, like like un, unlike any fucking shit I've ever seen. You know, it's just um, it's so pervasive now. They're taking children to gay bars at school field trips. Wait a minute, wait, say what? They're taking children to gay bars as field trips. It's as field trips. Okay. Elementary school students take field trips to gay bar to learn about their community. I want you all to see this picture. Here, let me give it to you. These children are my youngest age. Wait, wait, eight I'm years putting old. It I'm putting it here. Not right there. There you go. Yeah, you know. What, what, what's, uh, oh, this is in Florida. Okay, I was just going to ask you that. Yeah, but they're doing it all over the country. This is all, all over the country. All over the country. It ain't just Florida. It's definitely California. Just popped off in Idaho. What's up, Mr. Lowry? Come on in when you ready, baby. Mr. Lowry said, I think a lot of them are agent provocateurs under the cover of drag. I wouldn't be surprised. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, um, dismiss any, you know what I'm saying? All, all shit is on the, but it's, but it, the reason why is because when I played that clip, when it, and it talks about the the psychology of what it does to children and the young people. Do you know what I'm saying? This is what they're is is really uh, is prepping the children because they want they want a rogue nation, man. They want a rogue, no morals, no integrity type of nation because of people who are physically sick, mentally sick, sexually perverted can no longer defend itself from anything that they have in store for it because its people are gone. Its people are gone. You know what I'm saying? Spiritually, physically, mentally gone. And they've been chipping away for years through all these, you know, iterations of whatever it might be, drugs, um, all this shit. What up, Don? Pilot in command in the building. I want you to, but that man's research, that man's research is used, check it out, in child psychology and adult psychology lessons to this day, this Kinsley guy. Oh, do I? Okay. So, uh, 202, that's our brother, Mr. Lowry, right? From the yes. D.C. area. What up, Mr. Lowry? How you doing this evening? <laughs> hey. Great day now. Great, great to be back Good in the pocket. Good to hear you. 
uh, with the family. It's great to be back. Uh, a couple yes, of weeks sir. off, I guess. We had an enterprise. Yeah, Our yeah. primary is in D.C. next week, so things have been sort of all over the place. I'll be glad when it's over with, that's for sure, because um, I'm really not feeling none How's of this stuff. How's it looking stuff. out there? How's it looking uh, out there? I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of dead, man. It's like taking money or candy from a baby. If they're going to give me a contract, I'll take it. But uh, mm. it, 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 it's really, uh, it, there's no excitement. We're finding this in, in a couple of areas. And we're finding this in all blue areas, really, where uh, there's a concentration of black folk. We're, we're mm-hmm. finding that uh, there's uh, either apathy has set in, or black folks is just not buying it because see, either we get excited or vote, or we're not excited, we just withhold, we just stay out of it, right? We don't mm-hmm. really go to the opposition. So in a lot of these blue areas, you know, whereas you know, eighty-five, seventy-five, DC, ninety-five percent progressive, there is no real competition. So uh, the primaries mm-hmm. become the game because. The primaries is, you know, who usually win the general because it's demographic. But I'm finding, right. man, all all across these, these places, everybody's saying the same thing. So you don't have no candidates that's taking opposite positions or, you know, taking mm. a hard line, giving people something to think about. All of them are saying the same thing but in a different way, which leads to really a low voter turnout is what it leads to. Right. Um, but... You know, so it, 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 it's not a lot of action going on, um, actually, for real. It's probably one of the okay. deadest campaigns I've ever been involved in, and I've been involved in. <laughs> so. Damn. Yeah, man. You know. But, uh, okay, so I just wanted to see the landscape, because I know it's going down in, in Pennsylvania, Dr. Oz, an old boy, and um, I know some Florida um, conservatives, have have one out there and in Georgia it looking like it's going down to the wire with Herschel Walker, Warnock, and it looks like Kemp is gonna stay in as as governor of of Georgia. So it's um, Well wherever there's a balance, we're seeing it going uh-huh. down. So like if you're down in Texas, I think they just had a, a Latino woman, the first Republican to win her district ever. So they actually flipped the yeah. house seat in especially Lexington. Yeah, down I in did Texas. read that. So yeah. wherever you have a balance, you can, you know, the voice of the people being pissed off is coming through because that's what it is. Um, but in the places where it is just unfortunate in black communities, we just don't have a balance. Um, we have not learned, just like Malcolm said, we have not learned how to strategically use that particular um, arena. We haven't learned right. it yet. We're too personally tied, you know, to one thing. Um, we haven't learned how to collectively use our leverage to either get what we want or to back these people up off of us. So what's going on in D.C. is common. You know, I see Twinkers in the house down in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's common. Wherever there is not a political balance, you know, that's that's just, you know what it is, and it's a sad thing because we're talking about this um, transgender um, thing that I've been uh-huh. studying that. So I've been studying that because I've been looking at the clips as I can get them. Um, a lot of them you can get off a bit shoot because they're playing games on social media. But as right. I look at these clips, man, these people look like 
uh, professional actors, man. I'm gonna keep it real. I'm from Washington D.C. We've been we used to call them transvestites, right? That's we 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 uh, right. have been seeing transvestites all our life. We know how a real transvestite look, right? Half raggedy, half man, nothing like a woman, <laughs> right? Like right. something wrong, and we stand away from that person right there. Don't leave your kids with that one, right? And that's how it really, right. really is. But then you looking at all these video clips, these people are well choreographed. A lot of them are very, like, got that military-like stout build, you know, um, I'm 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 beginning to think it's another form of war, uh, warfare. Uh, clipping the bottom because if, if you clip the youth, you're clipping your mm. foundation. So if that's you clip all I'm them, saying. That, that's all yeah. I'm saying. That's that's what I'm yeah. saying. That's where I'm going with this, Mr. Larry. This is exactly where I'm going with it. You know exactly what they're doing. Um, and and for <laughs> them to be boosting it, because come on, let's keep it real. We will give them. Five percent tops of the total population, and that's with the LG and the letters included. The mm. the generally people are heterosexual and straight. You can go to any city in town. You gotta go to a specific side of town where they running crazy. And then when you come over to the real town where the people live at, where I live at, and other people, it's a different story. So. Right. Um, they're pushing it, pushing it, and these uh, those fanatics, they, they're famous for taking a non-issue and blowing it up as if it is an issue. They control the media. Uh, they control the hype. So all we're seeing is this transvestite thing pushed in our face. At the same time, they're pushing, you know, this uh, story time, and they're pushing With the children. And they're pushing uh-huh. it and they're pushing it and what they're doing i believe is one they're covering the tracks that they're actually attacking our children in a form of warfare that's right warfare is a, spiritual a mental warfare, warfare. spiritual war because if you mm-hmm. take a person's mm-hmm. identity you got them and there right. is no other identity that's more close to our nature than the one that you're born with once you Absolutely. take that <laughs> you mm-hmm. got them, and, and then and then they then they then they then they, then they won't lead purpose driven lives either. You know what I'm saying? Because they'll be so caught up in in that in that world of identification bullshit mm-hmm. that they will lose their they'll lose their sense of purpose driven lives. Right, because that's all they'll be about is that shit. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 right. It, it, it'll, it'll consume them. And this is why they're fucked up. This is why they have high levels of suicide and everything else. They become turned out. Basically. Literally. Turned out. And they have these crises. You know what I'm saying? But I, I played that, um, you didn't hear the first hour, Mr. Lowry, but I played the father of the sexual revolution in America um, Kinsey, um, whatever thing they yes. Robert Kinsey. Yes, John, he wrote yeah. that thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, mm-hmm. what he did in the mid nineteen forties and nineteen fifties, and and um, just the sadomasochist, just torturing children in the name of sexuality. But they, but 
they is his teachings that are in the, in the root of everything um, sexual culture in this country and what it's become and what are we looking at right now. Well, that was his dream was to have like nothing but sexual perversion going on with children. This goes back to Epstein and all them people who was involved with him with these children. You mean to tell me they ain't got their motherfucker? Who who are the fucking um who are the people who what they call them um customers? Who are the fucking customers? You don't have an international ring without some fucking paperwork that we know they hide that they hold. Right. About everybody that was involved. And who participated? We already know that, right? No doubt, boss lady, and everything in between. But they're not; they won't release that. That shit is is one of the hot, tightest held secrets on the planet today. Who the fuck was his customers? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like. And nobody's asking for it. That male motherfucker's asking for the customers list. Who's going to be held accountable? It ain't just that bitch he was that was riding with him. Nobody's asking. Now, not a single person in the media is asking. Where's that fucking customer list? Who were the fucking customers? He had a multi-billion dollar network and mingled with people all over the globe. Who are they? Where are they? There's no ask for it. What up, child? He said Donald Donald Trump Jr. asking. Is that right? Well, you know, somebody needs to, because it don't make no goddamn sense. But but again, but again, you know, it goes back to this. This is what it is. It's about the degradation of a nation. You know, um, you had the shit that went down in Idaho over the last strong. Not only did they take these children in Idaho, conservative-ass Idaho, y'all, super conservative Idaho, if you've never been, it's 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 interesting place to be. I, I've been to Idaho several times. Um, beautiful state though. The Great Plains is beautiful, but high, major conservative. You know what I'm saying? Them, them, them motherfuckers live like in, the, in back in like nine, they live in like 1950s. You know what I'm saying? If you ever go visit, they they live like back in time, kind of sort of so, so to speak. Them Wyoming. The shit like that, Montana, I've, I've been, Montana's starting to become a, a urban spot because all the Californians is taking their ass to fucking uh, out there. But that's another question, another situation. But check it out in Idaho. The Satanist church went out there to go be a part of the City Park Pride event. Okay, because they had a drag dance party in Idaho. 
And that's when you see somebody's so-called white supremacist whatever get arrested out there. But the Satanist Church of Idaho was sponsored. They the ones who sponsored this shit, <laughs> sponsored the Pride Month event. It said their aim at the children and families was to feature unbaptism, to reverse any type of notion of any kind of morality and spirituality with people. This is their chief aim in my from my purview. Is to rob and to take away any type of base or foundation of spirituality and morality. That's what they want. I remember if y'all, how many of y'all were listening, but did you hear how they said that the Playboy magazine fed into the lives or, or how it shaped pedophilia? Playboy. Good old Hugh. Hefner. Right? They had judges and shit writing for Playboy who had who had um presided presided over child molestation cases. You got Katanji Brown, who is now a sitting member of, of the Supreme Court, who believes that pedophiles should not really do real time. She said that they should be able to interact with their community. So basically, if you get caught holding child pornography, you shouldn't really do any real time because you weren't an active participant. And just like the old lady was saying, and what and I say, if you watch it and if you read it and you participate in any levels of that shit, it was only a matter of time before you want to act it out. This is why crimes laws are so lenient in this country. This is all by design. Right? It says KBOI TV in Boise reports that the so-called family-friendly Pride in the Park event at um, Kadur Al-Alim Park in Vanshell, which is being promoted as bigger and bolder than ever that take place this past Saturday. According to the outlet, along with TST Idaho, the ACLU of Idaho, every town for every town for gun safety citizen climate lobby, um, economical Catholic Communion Church, Idaho State Police District One, and local public library were all involved in the event. Listen to that. One of the activities at the event was being promoted by the TST, right? That's the Satanic Temple. TST stands for the Satanic Temple. In Idaho, is the act of unbaptism. We are, are so excited to announce, this is what they say, we are so excited to announce that we will have a booth and be participating at the Cure Delaney Park, Pride in the Park event on Saturday, June 11th. The TST Idaho wrote, it is now, took it off of Facebook, we will have merchandise for sale, we offer support of our community, and performing unbaptisms for those interested. Just know, Satan loves you for you. 
Hell Satan. <laughs> These motherfuckers. Hell Satan. It said that he loves you for you. Hell Satan. I can't even do the hand claps. My shit ain't even working. Here we go. <laughs> Pride says Satan coming through more than white Jesus and the white Muhammad. For real. So, but but the you have no um, part is 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 something because you know who just became the new creative director of Playboy. Do y'all know who that is? You know who became the new creative director of Playboy? <clears throat> None other than Cardi B. None other than Cardi B. Yeah. That's appropriate, I guess. So, again, I go back to the beginning when they said that they used Playboy magazine as a conveyor of pedophilia. They use Playboy for that, to usher in pedophilia. She is now the creative director. Let me see. But, you know, that brought, like I said, she got friends in high places now. They, they've they been able to use her, from sitting down with Bernie Sanders to, you know, Kamala Harris dancing to her fucking Kodak Black song to Biden sitting with her. Who the fuck is she, like, for real? They know she's a useful idiot. Straight up useful idiot with millions upon millions of followers. This nation, this this shit is going, (laughs) this shit going down downhill fast. She with the, oh, for sure, she with the agenda. No doubt about it. I looked at, I went back and looked at the the WAP song. I watched it, I went back and watched the WAP video. Do you know is is trans flags and colors all throughout that video? Mm-hmm. All throughout it? The trans comes. I said, damn. Yeah. But they rock with her. Motherfuckers love Cardi B. Because she snap her neck and she talk like this. And she... She a black devil. Along with the rest of them. <laughs> what the fuck she is? <laughs> That's what she is. Call it like it is. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Go straight down the middle with it. Really, you reviving a fucking company, bitch? I mean, but you know, when they give you equity, I guess so. You know, I'm sure she got some type of equity deal in this shit. So, you know, she'll be paid well for her transgressions. Mm-hmm. That they're about to unleash on the people. 
Well, you, when you get people stuck down in that low vibration, you know, they're just, they, they become slaves to that stuff. Uh, uh-uh. So, so like you said, it's, it's attack on, on the very essence and spirituality. And, and once that uh-huh. goes, you know, you don't have it. You can't rise up. You can't see above because you stuck in it. And, you know, uh, an awful lot of people just like degeneracy. You know, let's yeah. call it what it is. People ain't standing up or they try to act like they don't see nothing because uh, quite a lot of people just like a funky-ass lifestyle anyway. So to to call it out on one is going to cause a chain reaction and calling out on many things. And people ain't trying to go there. But this right here is sick. And I've said it many times on this show before. That is why, back in the day, these motherfuckers was relegated to the warehouse district. You had to go across town, back by some warehouses away from everybody, and stay there. Because they knew that once this thing began to spread, they were going to come after the kids. The, the, what was it, the elephant in the room or the skeleton? Mm-hmm. And the closet has always been the relation between homosexual and kid. Yes. They tried to deny it for many, many years. Really, that's where uh, what we know as homophobic. That's where that term really came from because people, that was the thing. If you knew what somebody was gay, you kept your kids away from them. Away from them, absolutely. Absolutely. When I was growing up, that's how it was. You know, that was a big caught standing next to a gay person. That was, you had to answer to that shit when you came in the house. What are you doing hanging around Mimi? You know she gay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was a known thing that there was a correlation between homosexuals and children. They tried to deny it for years and years. Now, we done let them out the warehouse district. A great many of us or them has fell asleep at the, at the wheel, right? Mm. They raising all these yeah. agents, posing as politicians, people we ain't never seen before, just waltzing in the neighborhood, getting control over your legislator, infiltrating your government, getting control over positions of power. Now they just start hiring the whole gay mafia, and now the real is coming out. So after all these yep. years that they've been trying to deny that there is a definite tie between homosexuality and kids. They've been denying it. Now, they got the, the seats of power. They're doing whatever they want to do. And what is the first thing they do? Mm-hmm. Trying to legitimize the uh, molestation of little children. Of children. Yes, absolutely. That's why I played the Kinsey shit, the, you know, the um, origins of his uh, of his of that work that was funded by the Rockefeller Foundation and and is at the essence of core of um, child and adult psychology in relation to sexuality and sexual crimes mm-hmm. and all those things they they operate off of his work and so what do you have Biden do during this so called flag month? <laughs> <laughs> He, he gets to sign an executive order. He gets to sign in executive orders. 
Biden signs executive order to address conversion therapy and anti-LGBTQ bills. Washington, Joe Biden on Wednesday, which is what? Today, signed an executive order aimed at supporting members of the LGBT community whose rights, he said, are increasingly under attack. Who under, who, what is under attack? Oh, you're talking about decency and age-appropriate shit. Oh, that's under attack. That we take the most innocent people, pure people in our society, don't want them involved in that. That's an attack on them? That's an attack on them because we want our children to remain as pure as possible during their most informative and most influential years. Well, maybe it's time we take a different stance on that because if we, take, if we take the no, we're not attacking you stance, that's giving them more mm-hmm. and more space. You know, more and more room to expand. No, fuck that. Yeah, y'all under attack because y'all out here doing this sick ass shit. Now, mm-hmm. if you was dressing up in your maid costumes in your house and it did mm-hmm. not affect other people of the public, by God, mm-hmm. do you. Right? right? I don't even want to know about it, do you. But once you start to extend it out to people's children, yo. Mm-hmm to children, hell yeah, we need to say, y'all, as y'all attacking our children, we're going to attack you back. Right. Because, see, political correctness has got all of us, to a certain extent, stuck in a box, stuck in that dialectic. So they don't set the terms. They don't set the left and the right and all the debate in the middle. So in order to defeat these bastards, Trump, his, his style – his method that I can see perfectly was absolutely correct. You got to come outside that box, right? So we're not even going to play with your box of tolerance and can we all get along. If you attack my children as a parent, I have the right to push back at you. And that's some sick ass shit that y'all doing. And this is why they went out this, 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 this past spring and made sure that they had the Department of Justice go at parents. The Department of Justice, y'all, an FBI to start tracking parents who are vocal at school board meetings. Mm-hmm. The, the Department of Justice, think about that. The DOJ, who, who, who do real big Shit like real crimes, they're on their aim has been turned on to children. I mean, PTA meetings. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Wild shit. Yeah, they 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 putting you know they uh, it's some strange times that many don't even see what's happening. Because, mm-hmm. see, all of these things they're doing eventually will have an effect of law. 
Meaning we could we at any given point they can make it a crime to say that uh having a grown ass man dressed as a woman dancing in front of kids is some sick shit. They trying to make it so that it's illegal for us to even say that now. So you gonna brand parents as terrorists mm-hmm. because they don't want you teaching little Johnny or little Tiffany or whatever the damn child name is. You don't you don't want your child looking at a transvestite with with his damn penis hanging out with a goddamn wig on while he's <laughs> running across a fourth grade stage. Right. Crazy shit. So And they teaching our children time. that stuff is, is fucking normal. Ain't nothing normal oh, about absolutely. that. Absolutely. Oh yeah, they 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 call it um it's it's um you know, integrating them into the community. The community. This is what they're doing. We're opening our doors to the community for the children. Right. This is why they go. Man, um, kids gonna be they, crazy. That's why they. That's why they go to uh, gay bars as field trips in these schoolhouses. Because they want to. And if you know somebody the gay, these people are highly fucking conflicted. They are mm. sick, and they know it. Mm. That's why a lot of them <clears throat> drugs. This is a big thing in that community. And not the type of drugs that's out on the street. They be into that old take me out to the next level shit. It's a reason why. Because they're conflicted because you can't get around, right? Did you roll the dice and your ass came out as a man or you came out as a woman? And you can't get around that shit. So So you got the sick. They're already sick. You got to be sick. To not only be a man or dress as a damn woman, that's sick enough. But then you're going to go and tell stories to little kids. That's doubly sick. But underneath of all of that, there's something psychologically wrong with you that produced all of that stuff. So now you got a psycho teaching your kids to be a psycho. <laughs> that's the only right. way it could happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, um, Chai said, is this going on in, in nigger schools or just wigger schools? It's going on in all day schools. Nigger children, too. Nigger children, it ain't no exception to this shit. You know? No, this is this hap- happening in nigger school, too. Big time. Go, so, go to uh, <laughs> average black public schools and take a good look at those teachers. If you think we bullshit, take a good look at who's teaching these children. The last time I was in the elementary, man, it was just so disheartening. You had this uh, little white girl who was dressed up like a damn dude. So you know she's a girl dressing like a damn dude. She's young and white, and she has free reign all day, every day over a classroom full of black kids. So go to any black school, and that would that will answer your question in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Right. And if they got a male this, in this there, is, these are the he's flags. fruity as hell. 
Okay. You 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 didn't see the the incorporation of all these homosexual teachers that that started yes. coming up, especially in the uh, mid uh, mid nineties and in in the two thousands on strong. A lot of them became teachers. Okay. It says my message. This is Biden. My message to all young people. See. Listen to this senile, this this old senile fuck. My message to all young people, just be you. Biden said at a rainbow-colored White House event that was part of the celebration of Prime Month. I want you to know that as your president, all of us on this stage have your back. Oh, like he told the black folks he had their back too? You got my back, I got yours. Mm. He, he, that's, that's his thing, right? He said uh, Biden was introduced by Javier Gomez, blah, 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 a Floridian who helped organize statewide student walkouts over the parental rights in education law, signed by Governor Ron DeSantis in March. Dub, don't say yay, by critics. The legislation bans teachers from discussing sexual orientation and gender identity between kindergarten through three. Do you see what I'm saying? Now go back to that when I opened the show with that that sick motherfucking Kinsey experimenting with pedophiles and babies. Four months and up. Okay. Remember that clip I played last week about um, what was happening in Compton and the corruption and what happened when um, that dude came in and actually put together a law where the, the parents could fight back against poorly performing schools? And when they found out which parents actually uh, signed the petition, what they did to their children, made them piss on themselves, wouldn't allow them to go to the bathroom, and, and they pissed on themselves. And so once they pissed on themselves and their parents, their mothers mm. came to change them, that they made them sign a, a, a rescinding um, affidavit. It's the same type of shit right here now, J1. It's the same shit. It's the exact same thing. Same shit. Going up against parental rights in education. It's the same, it's saying no different. Because they want teachers to teach sexual orientation identity to kindergartners. Four-year-olds, by the way. Those are four-year-olds. Kindergartners are four-year-olds. See, that goes under the premise, like that man said, that children are instinctively sexual. That's under those type of teachings. That they can get away we're doing shit like that. All based on this sick motherfucker's psychology. Yeah, Freud and all those motherfuckers, they were some sick. 
He was sick. Everything was repressed sexual desire. If you look at any of his books, it started from there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He developed psychosis because he had a deep lust for his mother. <laughs> like, my nigga, what kind mm-hmm. of shit is this? And it's in his books. And that's the foundation mm-hmm. of a lot of this stuff. Uh, you got one of these sick motherfuckers in the, ch- in the chat right now. Go, go, sick ass. Prime example. Yeah, ain't nobody paying attention. We don't, we don't ever, we don't ever kick him out. We, we let him do his, um, yeah. his thing. He usually um, walks out eventually when nobody's paying fucking attention to him. I mean, as long yeah. as Go Go hear what we're saying, that's all that really matters. So Go Go, you mm-hmm. can type all of that, but Go Go, you got to agree that that's some sick ass mm-hmm. shit that they doing with. They're sicker than the stuff that you're writing in these this chat rooms. It's the stuff that they're doing to these children. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. A hundred, a hundred on that. I mean, we're going to have to, you're going to, we're going to have to pull. I mean, a lot of people are pulling their kids out. Uh, you're going yeah, to they have they to, want to I never put them in. I mean, we never put ours in. I have a segue for that that's closely related, but it's a segue nevertheless. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the FDA. Oh, that, it. Has, go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. No. Go ahead. The FDA has approved. The the mystery juice for six years mm-hmm. now, so that covers all the school age, because that's what they yep. want. Because they want to mandate it, getting those kids coming back into school. That's what they want. Yeah, the they want to make they want to put it on the child on the childhood yes. uh, vaccine thing, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the FDA did slide that through, so we can expect on top of. <laughs> Every Thursday being uh, uh, Tranny Storyteller Day or whatever the hell that is, you know, right. they're also going to start requiring those kids to get these shots that um, there are some questions about out there. You know? Oh, absolutely. They're trying to get five and under, Mr. Lowry. They're trying to, you know, they're working on five and five and under right now. Because I actually follow um, that woman, that doctor, who was first kicked out of um, – Southern Methodist Hospital. She be on mm-hmm. LinkedIn. She's real active over there. And, um, she just had put out like this um, petition um, for to the FDA. They they getting ready to sue the FDA. By the way, uh, frontline doctors mm-hmm. are, are okay. getting ready to sue the FDA. You know, so it, it's about time. That's uh, we'll see how that plays out. So, begin ready to oh, do that. Yeah, I, I would. I'm glad that my kids are out. I'm definitely glad that I was born in a time where you know, even they were planning this shit, but they didn't go full operational. Because right mm-hmm. now, if your your kid is in the public school system, you're basically putting them under the jurisdiction of the state, and you plan with fire. Oh yeah, yeah. They're turning these Without kids the different out. wards of the state. Mm-hmm. Turn them out. Mm-hmm. They they're trying to get from from kindergarten. Like I said, how how do you how do you cripple and break a nation? You make them sick, sick. Mm-hmm. Um, you break them spiritually, right? So there's no more. And I ain't even into religion, but some of these motherfuckers needed that religion to keep them some kind of level of discipline. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not even into religion. Some level. But some people. 
you know. Something. Shit, they something. needed something in there. Um, they, 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 they did. They needed something. And, um, mm-hmm. But you break them spiritually, morally, mm-hmm. and physical to mean through their health, you have, a, you have a nation that can be taken over. Yes. You know, and, and, and that's, the, that's the end game at the end of the day. Say Gomez said the hateful legislation means students won't be able to get the kind of support he received from his fifth grade teacher when he was trying to understand his identity. Probably was touched <laughs> by his fifth grade teachers. You know? What you mean understand it? But you, you see what I'm saying? That didn't make no sense. You're trying to understand it. How do you As even a fifth grader broach that conversation in school? Right. Like, what right. happened to one fucking plus one equals two or B-A-T, say bat, and all of that stuff? How did the teacher's confusion about what's in their pants become a school lesson? How did the student even learn about that? Mm. You see what I'm saying? I mean, it's easy, but right. they got people so so afraid to to – to fight back, they sort of got people in the corner. Uh, but right. I'm trying to, like, like back in the day, I had the type of parent that if mm-hmm. I came home and said, Mommy, Mr. Melton, the gay teacher, he was telling us that he was in love with another man and they spent the night together. Man, Mama, you know, you know them black parents. They cussing out the principal, the right vice principal. Right, they going up there. Right. <laughs> They cussing everybody out. How is it these people are talking about their private sexual escapades, the kid? And, they, well, they labeled us as terrorists is one thing. But, uh, you know, they're getting away with this stuff. They're getting away with it. They're, they're, yeah, we're going to have to get out of this this, this um, school system sort of fast because um, you can't control it because they intertwine it into everything. So you thinking your kid is learning basic arithmetic and they ain't there talking about right. how many men Mr. Johnny if, if Mr. Johnny slept with three men in a seven day mm. period, how many days he didn't sleep with men? Right? Like what the fuck are you talking about? But that that that's what they're doing. There there is an attack um against our children. There is an attack against our children, specifically black children, because, see, white people has already been on some old crazy shit, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. They've already been, you know, they have to come to us to get some measure of, like you said, religion or something. They have to come our way to get that shit because naturally they just don't have it, right? And if this shit hit, they, they cook it up now, this is just like, you know, letting them loose on people, but that's on them. Um, we have to start really considering what it is as black people that we're allowing to go into our children, for real. I, I just don't, yeah, I, at the end of that, I just can't believe that's even a a, a topic of, of battle. Children, kindergartners, kindergarten do three. They say that's a problem. That's discriminatory. Kindergarten do three years old, th- eight grade three. Get the fuck out of here! Like keep doing what you're doing. Um, 
keep doing what you're doing, DeSantis. You know, keep mm. doing what you're doing. Mm. What are you talking about? Uh, what up, Zena? Um, they can get immunity. What for as far as um injury, um um vaccine injury with with immunity. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm familiar with that, yeah. Mhm. Very well. You said they got the approval, Mr. Larry, you said they got it? Yes, they they, they got the they got the approval for uh for uh six years old and up. They already mm-hmm. had it what for a certain age going all the way up. Now they went from six they tried to make that shit sound good. Well, uh, all right. Well, let's move on. I'll play part two of that video um, next week. Let's start mm-hmm. part two of this. Um, remember, I've been telling y'all how they trying to s- s- kill the. Um, basically, um, they are creating the f- food crisis shortage that they. That's what they want to do. Remember, I've been telling y'all that through eighteen. Um, Food plants, plants being burned down in the last two years, 18, accidentally burnt to the ground. Well, I got some something else for y'all. How many of y'all heard about this one? 10,000. 10,000 cows died in Kansas yeah. over the weekend. Ten thousand on out from basically from a couple of ranches. Ten thousand. You and you think they're gonna have me believe that it was because of heat and humidity that ten thousand fucking cows died all at once? Mm-hmm. Of heat. You don't think them ranchers know how to protect their fucking right. cattle? They do. They've been doing this shit mm. all their lives and for several generations. They don't know how to take care of cattle. This is the first summer we ever had heat, man. Mm. <laughs> man, <laughs> like, mm. ten. Here it is, y'all. Here's it. Ten thousand cattle die in Kansas heat wave, adding more pressure onto what? Food prices, like I told you. All, all this shit, it's all artificial. It's all artificial. From the supply chain bullshit, all artificial, created by them. Because who in their right minds leaves Hundreds of tankers sitting at the docks, basically, out in the water. Mm. Nobody. Made them all come into port at the same time. Are you serious? That shit is so choreographed and, and how they do I'm talking about how they do things normally, like when a ship comes in. You know what I'm saying? Like all that shit is, is done very precisely. So they can't. So they never have backlog. Right. Now you got hundreds of boats 
that are sitting off the coastline at the docks in California. Get the fuck out of here. We're going to check that out with y'all. I see what y'all putting in the chat. We're going to check it out in a minute. I just had to read this to you because I said it's all dry runs. First it was that fake-ass um, baby powder. Now they're talking about this about to be a run <laughs> on tampons. Tampons yeah. and, and, and fucking maxi pads. Like, y'all don't have the material to make fucking maxi pads and shit now? Mm. This shit, now you can't keep that on the shelf? All dry runs, man. Yeah. Oh, fucking wild. They rationed it. They, they got it on rations. Rash. Like That's what it is. They rationed it. Shit. Yo, this said over ten thousand head of cattle have reported have reportedly died in the Kansas heat wave. Temperature in Kansas and much of the Midwest hovered over a hundred degrees this week. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, there are currently no nationwide food shortages in the country. Um, there are currently no nationwide food shortages, although, although in some cases, the inventory of certain foods at the grocery store might be temporarily low before stores can restock them, the agency said on their website. Food production and manufacturing are widely dispersed throughout the U.S., and there are currently no widespread disruptions reported in the supply chain. As the Gateway Pundit repeated, um, previously reported, at least 18 major fires have erupted at food industry facilities over just, just in the past six months. So I read off 20-something in the past two years, 18 in the last six months, all of these fires have been officially listed as accidental or inconclusive, really. Really. The Gateway Pundit published an updated list of U.S.-based manufacturing plants that have been damaged from 2001 to 2002 under the Biden administration. These data were first published in Think Americana. Oh, God, y'all, it's been a list of 97 food plants in the last year and a half, 97, they've reported, 97. Mm. Current heat wave blasting through Kansas feedlots have killed an estimated 10,000 head of fat cattle. Final death numbers continue to come in, but nearly early estimates have um, was shared with the DNT live, um, livestock expert who put a geographical center point for those deaths in Ulysses, Kansas. The DTN calls the feedlots in the area into ranchers who branded animals were seen in some privately shared photos of dead cattle were not immediately returned. So what is known is that leading up to these heartbreaking losses, temperatures in the area over 100 Fahrenheit. Like I said, you think this is the first time Kansas has ever had a um, 100, 100 degree time, and that right. these cattle, these these cattle um, um, ranch heads don't know how to take care of their cattle. They poisoned the feed. That's what they did. This is keeping a buck. They poisoned the feed, and all those. Cow, cows died. 
That's the only way you can get 10,000 simultaneously dying over the weekend. It ain't got shit to do with no heat. They poison the feed. Right? That's what they did. At the same time, the FDA approves old boys' fake meat, all these fake beef shit <laughs> that they get ready to do. I mean, Gates has been on record, been on record as saying America needs to go strictly to um, the fake shit. Every first world country should embrace synthetic meat. Okay, that's out, that's out of his mouth. Every first world country should embrace synthetic meat. Well, you know, if you keep fucking up the food supply chain, which they're doing, they're going to force these people into it. This is their, this is what they want to do. You have to inflict as right. much pain as possible. So they will be willing to accept anything that's seen as relief on the table. Come on now. Gas in L.A., $9, motherfucker. It's, it's, it's some stores up here, some gas stations up here is 8 8 seven fifty. The gas station I go to is seven fifty. A gallon? Um, yeah. I got, I, got a, I got a V12 and my S550. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's down there um, almost 150 to uh, fill it up. $150 to fill up a gas tank. This shit wild. So I guess you could never let your gas tank use more than a quarter in order to keep <laughs> your budget where it used to be, right? So just going right. down a quarter is the new uh, empty in order to keep that money right. right. Other than that, mm-hmm. that's a lot. That's a lot for a full tank of gas. Mm. Hell yeah, man. This shit wild. This shit is wild. I said, look at these motherfuckers. Look what they doing out here. But that's that's the name of the game. That's the game plan. All right, let me know what you got, Zena. What you got? What you got? Mm-hmm. Okay. She got, she got something right here. And I saw your article. She got a beat you. She got beat you. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, how should we think Kennedy of Michael Jr.? Was that Kennedy? Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Was that you the uh, Kennedy? Was that the Kennedy clip? Uh-uh. This is where the people admit that they don't know what the fuck that vaccine does. Mm-hmm. I got that one too. I got the Kennedy clip. She said, "Go to one." Um, if I go to, hey everybody, big. Okay, hold on. You said go to this here. This here, these folks here. This is the Pfizer. Um, here's the Pfizer. Hold in terms on. of the amount of spike protein that's produced by the cells, can you kind of clarify that? Obviously, we don't have a complete understanding of the nature of the way that the vaccine works in terms of producing immune response. Obviously. What? <laughs> what? Did y'all just hear what this motherfucker just said? You heard this motherfucker just said? He said we don't even know 
how much of the spike protein it actually produces. And he was just a stuttering. You hear him, J1? He was, you hear him stuttering? In terms of the amount of spike protein that's produced by the cells, can you kind of clarify that? Obviously, we don't have a complete understanding of the nature of the way that the vaccine works in terms of producing immune response. Obviously, we don't have a complete understanding of the nature of the way that the vaccine works in terms of producing immune response. I would also like you to be, um, talk a little bit about your breakthrough disease and see if there was any um, differences in the severity of disease in those who had received the vaccine versus those who um, were in the placebo group. I'm asking about the disease profiles in those two groups. Um, the nature of, of severity of the illness we've actually included in your briefing document, and there was really um, no difference if we looked at all the cases. So I'm talking about based on the number of symptoms that they had uh, in terms of breakthrough uh, compared to placebo, whether it was, you know, one, two, three, or, or more symptoms, there really was not a dime's worth of difference uh, between the, uh, the respective groups, between those that break through that had received vaccine versus placebo. So that gave us confidence in that larger, you know, sort of uh, population of cases that we have that, uh, uh, that, that that does not appear to be an issue. It, it, it also doesn't seem to, um, if the disease is the same in the placebo group, um, it didn't show a necessary advantage of the vaccine, I guess was what well, I was I guess asking. the advantage of the vaccine is you're preventing the infection in the first place, right? I guess so, that. you know, that's I the big advantage, that. right? And, but the, the good yeah. news is it doesn't seem to make the disease worse if, in fact, you've received the vaccine. And I think that's an important thing and why we looked at it. Thank you. And, but the, the good news is it doesn't seem to make the disease worse. Uh, I guess I'm a little bit confused about uh, this uh, dosing in terms of micrograms, because your dosing is 3 micrograms, the Moderna dosing is 25 micrograms. Uh, clearly, we're thinking in terms of micrograms the way we would think of proteins as a way of inducing an immune response, and yet the purpose of mRNA is to induce protein production. So is your, is your mRNA just more efficient at making cells produce protein, or how should we think of micrograms in terms of the amount of spike protein that's produced by the cells? Can you kind of clarify that? Yeah, I'll leave to Moderna to d describe the nature of how they uh, uh, address their vaccine dosage. But I think, the, the, obviously, we don't have a complete understanding of the nature of the way that the vaccine works in terms of producing immune response. So you have to go by the results. And the results are that in the setting of giving a three microgram dose, we had low reactogenicity compared to placebo. And after a third dose, just as in adults at higher doses, we're getting an immune response that's comparable. It may well be that children we've seen certainly in, you know, that we are able to go down to a lower dose in children. And the expectation is perhaps they have a more robust response. Um, that seems to be the case based on uh, giving a 10 microgram dose to five to 11s and three micrograms to younger. But have you ever measured the amount of protein that's produced as a result of the mRNA and how many cells are producing it and how per persistent that production is? Well, we, we, we lost Neff. I, I, I don't know what's going on. Somebody give me something. Can, can, am, am I on? Can I get one? Okay, we'll, we'll just keep it rolling until uh, Neff get back, but man, goddamn, he said, 
he said, well, obviously we can't tell you how much of the spike protein is actually doing it, and we don't know exactly what the immune response is. Man, that's some crazy-ass stuff. So we done told everybody to take this stuff. It went from 96% efficacious, you'll never get it, to, oh, well, it'll just lessen the symptoms, to, oh, well, it'll stop you from dying. So we went from you can't catch it to lessen the symptoms to it's going to stop you from dying. <laughs> I was like, so what that guy said falls perfectly in line with that. When you change somebody's goddamn ribo-messenger ribonucleic acid and then it goes through its final process of reverse transcriptase, which means it writes a copy back to the DNA so it then can be embedded in your DNA. That DNA then produces another RNA. Guess what is going to keep producing? The spike, the spike protein. protein. And they told people, mm-hmm. we're going to shoot you in your arm, and the shit just going to stay in your arm. Now all this blood and all this stuff just flowing through us 24-7 now. But I'm going to shoot you with this liquid. And this liquid is just going to just stay still in the midst of an ever-flowing process in our body. Right. right. And obviously... This blood, right, is, is, is recirculating within it because we're not bleeding. We don't walk around like bleeding and new blood rain on our head. So what the fuck else is this spike protein going to go? Man, they finding this stuff in people's mm-hmm. liver, in their testes, their, their mm-hmm. uh, thyroids, and their brain. I mean, this stuff is just spreading mm-hmm. all over. And because it's, but you know. um, it's ribonucleic acid, is being reproduced. So dude tried to duck the question. Like, of yeah, course, we don't answer. really know. Like, y'all didn't test we this don't, shit. We don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was a, just listen to his, I like this question. This, because like I said I, before I went out, is that, um, is Dr. Malone and people like Julie Mikovich and them said it's going to cause a cytokine storm because that shit doesn't have an off switch. Once that mRNA gives the, gives the directions or the instructions to create spike protein, it doesn't shut off. Right. It takes. It's going to eventually take over. Can't. Now it's just a question. It can't be shut off. So it's only a question of when will it start to have serious adverse effects to particular people. Some sooner, some later. Here we go. And how many cells are producing it and how per- persistent that production is for a given microgram of mRNA. That, that's a pretty broad question. That's, yeah, that's, I think that, that's a... You see, I, I can't stand. You see that fucking cock blocker? You see that old cock blocker try to come in and say, that's a broad question. That wasn't no broad question. That was a specific fucking question that that man asked. <laughs> there wasn't nothing broad about that. <laughs> You fucking mm. cop blocker. You see what he did right there? That's mm. a true hater. That's what a hater is right there. That was the definition of a hater. That man asked a specific question about 
how that shit reproduces. And he jumped in there, this fucking fool jumped in there on that panel and said, that's a broad question. No, it ain't. Let's listen again. And how per- persistent that production is for a given microgram of mRNA. That, that's a pretty broad question. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that that's obviously, you know, an interesting question to better understand the mechanism. And I would say it's somewhat academic in the setting of what we're trying to achieve here in terms of getting an immune response and a safety profile that's satisfactory, but worthwhile for people to pursue. Okay, thank you. Let me just... This motherfucker said it's academic. It's academic. So then, then y'all admitting what? For real, Baruji, Baruji, wordplay like a mug. It's academic. No, it's not. It's supposed to be scientific. What the fuck are you talking about? Which one is it? Trust the science. To academic, to academic. academic when he, yeah, when he said it's academic, right. he talking about it's just theory. Academic mm. is theory. Science is practicality and experimentation. You see how they playing whole games with these people out here? This motherfucker when said it's academic. Got, you see, that's why they want to get rid of us black people, right? Because of right. how we are by nature. How did fucking Dr. Fauci catch COVID if, according to his word, he's quadruple vaxxed? Hmm. How? That's all I want to know. Because something ain't adding up. And what dude said in that video, he ain't answered none of those questions, really. He was being very evasive. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he he didn't answer any of those questions, but... uh, how did Dr. Fauci catch that shit? Damn, Dr. Jansen, no. the head of vaccine research and development, I would like to make a comment about that last uh, question. Very brief. Thank you, Bill. Um, I think one, one important uh, consideration uh, for the, the answer to the question that was just posed is that the two mRNA vaccines are not created equal. They're actually very different vaccines. They use the same formulation. And so I think that's important to, uh, to recognize. And the second piece is that we, of course, have optimized the vaccine for optimal um, expression of the antigens themselves. And if you ask the question, is there a large ex- number of uh, protein molecules expressed in the cells, the answer is yes. Thank you. Thank you both. Uh, Dr. Cohen, final question that we, of course, have optimized the vaccine for optimal um, expression of the antigens themselves. And if you ask the question, is there a large ex- number of uh, protein molecules expressed in the cells, the answer is yes. See, that's it right there. I mean, that, that she just admitted that that shit has no end. It has no end. Did you want your mic open on the line? Well, that's why you said open my mic. You talking about here? Oh, so there you have it, man. There you have it. You got anything to add to that? <laughs> well, we're down this road now. Mm-hmm. We're down this road now, and, uh, you know, uh, all we can do is if 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 if, if you have not, you know, stand stand fast, and we'll see where it goes. If you if you taking it, 
I don't even know what the fuck to tell you. <laughs> right? I ain't even going to tell you. <laughs> it bullshit you. Listen. Because once you start uh, manipulating the human genome, it ain't like it got a return and your money back policy. This shit is erasing your shit and replacing it. And the reason mm. that these people are coming up positive, even though they got the test, because that goddamn spike protein that they program your body to make is what it is. That's why they keep coming up positive. Because you're producing it. Mm. And and then they're being slick, so they're putting all these high-profile people out there they got COVID, still scaring the hell out. Because first they told everybody they were going to die. And if when we came out of flu season, they couldn't get it because right. we got out of flu season, right? Uh, the, the the elderly is known, one of the leading causes of death of, a, of an elderly who's lived a relatively long life is the flu and the pneumonia. You know, they're checked. Right. They get congested. Mm-hmm. They can't push it out anymore. So once they lost those numbers, then they said, oh, it's the cases. So then they made the whole world take a test every damn day just to walk down the street to get a case from a test that's not testing for a virus. It's testing for particles. Oh, right. So now, hold on. Hold on one second. Did you know they were shipping? They were shipping. There is um, what they call that shit, the docket or the manifest. Uh, manifesto or whatever they call that shit, um, that they were shipping COVID tests back in 2018 across the country. 2018. I've seen the paperwork. But go ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so then they shifted the goalposts because they didn't have the death. Remember that the death record came up and said, hold on, we ain't had no increase. I think that was 2020, something like that. <laughs> So then they start saying cases. Now, a case can mean anything. My job required for me to take a test. Once you take a test, they give you a number, that's a case. Whether you come back negative or positive, it's the case because you took the test. So now they got people, all the cases are going up, but they already laid the hypnotic spell with you're going to die. So even when we see cases, Psychologically, the human is going back to the subconscious to be like, what do they mean by cases? So your little store chest down there, you're going to die, <laughs> right? So yeah, they went from the, the you're going to die if you catch this shit to we got all these cases, and our brain cases are going to be dying. Then they come on the back end and say, oh, you can still pass it. You can still catch it. It's normal for you to come down with COVID all these times before vaccines, but at least you're not going to die, which ties back into the original lie. This is a, a, a very crafty but powerful psychological operation. And the only way it can be broken, if you got you got to break that, that root, spell that was cast. So you got to go down mm-hmm. to the root of it. They were lying. Wasn't nobody dying from this shit to the degree 
that they said that people were dying. Why are we on cases now? So now, but when you see the cases and you see the, these high-profile people, now they done got you trained, right? So I'm going to get a fifth shot because Dr. Fauci came down with COVID and he had four shots. So I need a fifth shot because it's going to keep me from dying. <laughs> and it just goes on and on and on. And I'm sorry to say this, for all intents and purposes, once we allow these people, those who took the shot, to put in that synthetic messenger ribonucleic acid combination, you no longer human. Now, what your ass produced, we just got to sit back. I mean, people that die, I mean, falling out from heart attacks, strokes, babies, you know, people who are pregnant, losing their babies, not even going off. People getting these weird, weird legions, let's call it monkeypox. Um, man, STDs is, is, is out the roof. Um, if this is not a transhumanist eugenics operation at its worst, I don't know what is. I don't know what is. You know, so mm-hmm. that 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 clip you played to get back to the clip says it all, right? They they right. just told you we don't know where this shit headed at, our motherfuckers. <laughs> That's an overly broad question. What was overly broad about the question? Can you give us a limit on how much of that toxic spike protein that was created in North Carolina back in 2002 is being reproduced in people's system? Mm-hmm. And they can't give you a number. They can't. I was like you now. If I got sick maybe a couple of weeks ago, okay. it, it really felt like a cold or a flu, but because of where my head at, that's how I treat it as a cold and flu. I did what I've been doing, you know, take my vitamins, drink my tea, and sweat that shit out. Right. And within three yep. days, it went past like colds and flu. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Period. And my tea. Shit, sweat that shit out and be good to go. I said that's all. So the new Pfizer drop is out for June. And What's that? And that drop, the, the the new Pfizer report. I gotta, I, I'll post the link because we're gonna have to go through it and read it and then talk about it because there's a whole lot. But the okay. gist of it is, well, yeah, if you pregnant and took that stuff, man, your baby, you're going to have a miscarriage. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no fucking way around that shit. Like, you playing with fire. Err. And all of this stuff that they know, they, they, they know it up front. They knew it up front. So, mm-hmm. thanks for the uh, clip, Zena. Mm-hmm. For sure. Let me play this next one. She said she gave me another one. Went to one that goes to one twenty-five. She said a minute twenty-five. Let's see. Children are so innocent. They don't know. 
Uh oh, what I do? Sorry. Adults molesting oh. them. Uh, that was the earlier stuff. That was some. That was wild companies. shit. Here we go. Additional vaccines, and it's in three different sections here. Vaccines recommended before August 1993. Vaccines recommended after August 1993. Vaccines recommended for use in pregnant women. And we'll go through this in a second, but this is what RFK was talking about, I believe, in this interview here. Let's revisit this. Well, they have to give it to kids because here's why. They, they cannot market this vaccine without having immunity shield. Oh, I mean, I sue pharmaceutical companies for a living, and I have enough criminal activity that I know about Pfizer at this point and Moderna. That if they went ahead and marketed a vaccine where I, where they can where they end up killing people or injuring them, and I can sue them, well, they'd be thrilled. So they're never going to market a vaccine, allow people access to a vaccine, an approved vaccine without getting liability protection. Now, the, the emergency use authorization vaccines have liability protection under the PREP Act and the CARES Act. So as long as they're, you take an emergency use, you can't sue them. Once they get approved, now you can sue them, unless they can get it recommended for children. What? Because... Because all vaccines that are recommended, officially recommended for children, get liability protection, even if an adult gets that vaccine. That's why they're going after kids. They know this is going to kill and injure a huge number of children, but they need to do it for the liability protection. And here's how they know that it's going to injure kids. During the Pfizer study, they only tested it on 1,300 children. And one of those we now know was a girl called Maddie Gary. We only know about this because she and her family came forward and told them what told us what happened. Maddie Gary got the vaccine. She immediately went into seizures. She is now in a wheelchair for life, and she needs a feeding tube to eat. So Pfizer, you know, because Pfizer only tests on 1,300 kids, it is stuck with the with the extrapolation. And one out of every 1,300 kids is going to be injured like that, an injury worse than death. Pfizer did not report her injury. Instead, it said she had a stomachache. So that's what they reported to the FDA. They lied. Wow. It seems like that's exactly what's happening here. It says the following is a table of vaccines, the injuries, disabilities, illnesses, conditions, and deaths resulting from the administration of such vaccines and the time period in which the first symptom or manifestation of onset or of the significant aggravation of such injuries, disabilities, illnesses, conditions, and deaths is to occur after vaccine administration for purposes of receiving compensation under the program. This is where families can go, and if they can prove to the government, to the government's liking, that they were harmed by one of these vaccines or killed by one of these vaccines, then the government will throw them some money. But you can't sue the manufacturers. That's the whole point. Beyond crazy and corrupt. DTP. DTP. P. D. 
DTP polio combination or any vaccine containing whole cell pertussis bacteria. And then the breakdown here. Illness, disability, injury, or condition covered. Anaphylaxis or anaphylactic shock, the first one. Then we have this info over on the right. Time period for first symptom or manifestation of onset. So they know that these things can harm you. They have it all figured out. Encephalopathy or encephalitis. Shock collapse or hypotonic hyporesponsive collapse. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. How they get their full liability to give it to children. Thank you, Zena. Yeah. That's how they get their protection, man. Always through the children. That's some fire shit. That's crazy. And they and they're going for it. Like you said, they already got that approval and now they're trying to give it to five and under. So, um, that's what what they got going on. And Mr. Mr. Larry, you had something on your page the other day that I wanted to tap into. What what, what was that that article? The... Um, I post maybe two articles a day. Um, what was it referencing? Um, I'm on the page. Uh, let me check. I know it was, it was one that I like. Here we go. I got it. Um, okay. The release of, oh, oh, I guess it was uh, his release of the 12-page response of that hearing. I know, how, I know, I know, how many people here watching that bullshit um, miniseries that they produced in, on television? I know none of us are really watching it. I haven't watched not one minute of it. Anybody else here have? I know you probably saw some of Mr. Larry just for research purposes, but. No. <laughs> no, you ain't seen it. I, I, I mean, I, I really because see, I was there. So that is I, true. You were there. I right. knew. I, I, I know everything that they're doing is a lie, you know, in, in, in the hoax. So I really couldn't stomach to sit there and 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 look at um, any of it. To be honest. Mm-hmm. I know that's true. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a it's a. I I really don't talk about it much, to be honest, because in in mm-hmm. all seriousness, it's a hell of a thing. It's a hell of a thing to have been there, and seeing how the uh, January 6th unselect committee is playing this thing, is mind blowing. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I mean, it is just mind blowing because it's intentional. It's beyond politics. You know, we we argue our positions in politics all day and all night. But when you get to cutting and pacing and clipping and trying to put something together, and you're doing it in the United States House of Representatives, and you're uh, putting it out to the broader population as truth, when you know damn well it ain't the truth, we on some other level type of stuff. We beyond politics right now. <laughs> because everything that they're putting out, you know, is, is is a lie. You know, they they never tell you how many people were actually so beyond this show, we're one of the few shows 
that every time this topic mm-hmm. come up, we make it a point to let people know there was a million motherfuckers out there that day. Right. But what they're showing you on TV amounts to short clips of what I saw with my own eyes looked like a movie set. You know what I mean? It looked like I walked right past it and, and went to the other side. Thank thank goodness. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I like, you know, getting pictures and amateur journalism and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it, I wasn't caught up in it like that. But to get in there and to get some pictures, I'm quite sure a lot of people got caught up because, you know, they want a memento. They flew all the way to fucking D.C. Let me get a picture. You know, let me get this action. Innocently could have got caught up. So I'm glad I kept walking right. past. But when I walked past that area, it looked like a staging area. It looked mm. like an agent provocateur love fest. They were out there encouraging people to come to that little area so they could rile them up. They were encouraging it. Right? You had people mm. all around. Come up to the wall. Come here, and I'm looking at these people like that because they white folks, so it's easy for me to look at it like, man, y'all doing that shit. I'm not doing that shit. Y'all crazy. I just can't get a couple of pictures, and I'm going to walk home. That's that's all I came here for, all that other stuff. So I know uh, it wasn't what they said they was and what they showing the, the people <laughs> makes absolutely no sense. The 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 travesty of it is this. They're covering the fact that on that day, that may have been the largest peaceful political demonstration in America's history. That's what's being covered up. Right? And what's on top of that is the stolen election. <laughs> right, them crackers? I'm going to watch it then. And let my voice. So that was what was, that was the basis for that gathering. So when we we coming up on this release here that Trump did, he's absolutely correct. You didn't have a million people in Washington for no reason. They were there because they was pissed off at the shenanigans that by that time was was well revealed. So they was there uh, exercising their constitutional rights to have their grievance addressed. That had to be the largest ever. I can't find anywhere in American history where you had a million people. So they went and took 200, maybe three. Out of that three, maybe a third got caught up in the hoopla. According to what everybody's saying, it was a mixed band of FBI, fucking provocateurs, and Hell yeah, black. right. You see what I'm saying? That's that. Yeah, Your 300 people. Everybody up in there, right. got damn CNN. They got the memo, right. so they had a front row seat to the videos and all this shit. Motherfucker Alex Jones talking about he want to save the fucking world with his bullhorn with a million people. So he's riling people up. You put right. all that together. Um, it looked like one big setup that did not go as planned. It was designed for uh, shenanigans to get started outside. These people had chairs um, set up like stacks and stacks of chairs. And I'm thinking, oh, they want us to sit down. But when I look about it, 
That shit, they thought people was going to start grabbing chairs, throwing. They they wanted mayhem, and the people didn't give it to them. So what they're portraying there, man, that's, that's, I know the power of a hoax. It's sort of hard for people to swallow it. You know what I'm saying? I understand. But I'm telling you, this shit they doing with January the 6th hearing, they making yeah, all of that joke. up. They making mm. it up. You know, but uh, Trump said some good. Do you have the Do you have the PDF now? Um, no. That's why I was um okay. hoping you could provide that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see if I can do it like this, but. Yeah, and 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 it, and it's sort of uh, is is it's sort of crazy um, that that the limps that they're going through um, to. I could imagine what that should look like. It's a Hollywood production, y'all. It's a Hollywood yeah. production, literally done by um, you know um, production studio producers. Okay, NBC producers is made for television series. And how long are they gonna run this shit for weeks? <laughs> yeah, for weeks. Yeah, they're gonna run it, you know, all the way up, you know, into midterm, hoping that. It can overshadow the economy. We gotta get into that before we get off of the the economy. Yeah, yeah. The the the, the, the pricing, the, the the housing bubble is looking horrible. And they're hoping that this January sixth was sort of you know detract from that. Um, I tagged you to the uh, the PDF. Uh, okay, um, thank now. you. Uh, let me see. Make sure that link. Got it. But okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. So they 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 hoping that they can um, detract from that. You know, I don't think mm-hmm. many people are falling for it. Um, but if somebody okay, but if somebody is willing to go to the limbs to to play this fucking hooky spook shit that they doing then we need to start really getting ready for some serious uh, Jim Crow type of violence to start going down. We really need to prepare ourselves for that. What you mean? What you mean? Go ahead. Expound on that. What you mean? Well, when I say Jim Crow type of violence, because remember, uh, uh, Jim Crow was designed, and it reared his ugly head after emancipation. So after emancipation down in the South, we had the numbers in a lot of jurisdictions. One is too too hot for those white folks to be down there, and the air conditioning wasn't what it was today. So we had the numbers in a lot of jurisdictions, and we could have just simply voted ourselves in. The same thing that we're suggesting now that people don't listen to it. But uh, Jim Crow came to terrorize people, to prevent them from voting, to prevent them from affiliating, you know, because the Republican Party was black at that time, to prevent Very you true. from affiliating with yes. that, 
So it was intimidation. So they was that's where you get your burning crosses, killing people, hanging people, shooting people, running whole communities out of town, you know, uh, because they knew that uh, their their, their uh, source of power was being jeopardized. So I see the same thing now. Uh, we have an uptake in these operations, these mass shootings. Uh, we're looking at the uptake of uh, homicides in the black community that I'm thoroughly convinced now is being fueled uh, by agents and provocateurs who look just like us every day. Oh, yeah. You know, and and they play both sides against the middle. Uh, We're seeing an uptick of that. Um, They won't let this virus thing go, so they got to scare the the hell out of people with that. They got got a 10-year plan on this shit. They got a 10-year plan on this. So, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be one pathogen after the next. And, and yeah, then if you look at 2020 ahead. going into that election, they was burning everything. So it was clear what their intent was. If that man get back in the office, we're going to burn everything down. You know, and um, I see that's it may be headed for that in the midterms because without that House of Representatives, they can't do shit, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> they can't do nothing. By the way this thing works, they can't do nothing. So... Uh, I got these people unleashing violence like we've never seen before before they will relinquish power. You know, and the fact that they will put this January um, 6th charade up to the degree that I know personally is 100% falsified. It's, it's made up. It's, it's a scam. It's a, a wicked spell being cast on those who would accept it as truth. Um, if they would right. go to that means do. You see what I'm saying? It ain't nothing to stop them. So um, it's, it, it, it's going to get interesting. <clears throat> but if I was black folk, fuck that. I play it close to the vest. You know what I mean? Um, you know, be be wary of large gatherings because you can't control that stuff. You know. Um, be aware of sitting on sitting on the sitting on the uh on the stoop with the with the fellas. You know, you're gonna have to get back to that shit another day. Because these people are not playing. Yeah, all that hanging and, out. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. We gotta get we can't leave ourselves because, you know, killing a couple of us to make that point, you know, is nothing to them. It's nothing. You know, it's the point that they're trying to make. And uh, history has shown that we've always been the cannon father, you know, for both sides. They throw us in the middle of the Hatfields and McCoys, and we ain't Hatfields or goddamn McCoys, but they always want to throw us into the middle of it um, and use us as the example. So we'll kill a bunch of black folk and then act like we care about gun control and that's fine to dandy, but underneath of it, you out here killing black folk. That's what the fuck you're doing. So, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm Hell yeah! I'm, I'm, I'm Let's just take a look violent. at this. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at this statement, and then we'll get into the economy before we wrap the show up. He says, "This is a statement by President Donald J. Trump. Our nation is suffering. Our economy is in the gutter." 
Inflation is rampant. Gas prices have reached an all-time high. Ships are unable to unload cargo. That shit still get me to, <laughs> that still get me to see ships just sitting there. Uh, I've never seen no shit like that. Families cannot um, cannot get needed baby formula. We are an embarrassment around the world. Our withdrawal, withdrawal from Afghanistan was a disaster that cost us precious American blood. It gave $85 billion worth of the best military equipment on earth to our enemy. Not even to mention this fake Ukraine shit. Why are they arming Ukraine like this? But that's another question for another day. Millions and millions of illegals are marching to the border invading the country. Well, that's a part of their plan, baby. No open borders. If you want to have a one nation type of thing, you, you can't you can't have borders. No no more nation states. We have a White House in shambles, with Democrats just this week declaring that Biden is unfit to run for reelection. And what is the Democratic Congress focused on? A kangaroo court, hoping to distract the American people from the great pain that they are experiencing. Seventeen months after the event on January 6th, Democrats are unable to offer solutions. They are desperate to change the narrative of a failing nation without even making mention of the havoc and death caused by the radical left just months earlier. Make no mistake, they control the government. They own this disaster. They are hoping that these hearings will somehow alter their failing prospects. A certain Democrat once said, it's the economy, stupid. <laughs> That's Bill Clinton. For the... Did Bill Clinton say that? Is the economy stupid? I can't figure that out. Well, Democrats now see it, seem to think that Americans are stupid. They are not. America is crumbling, and Democrats have no solutions. They got solutions. They forcing the crumbling. They with this shit. Our nation has no hope of change for the better under Democratic leadership. People are desperate. Rather than solving problems, Democrats are rehashing history in hopes of changing the narrative. During my time in office, our nation was thriving, our economy was strong, and the prices of gases was very low. Above all else, we were respected, perhaps like never before. America prospered under the Trump administration the sham of the investigation. On January 6th, unselect committee, <laughs> the, January, <laughs> the January 6th unselect committee is disgracing everything we hold sacred about our Constitution. If they had any real evidence, they hold real hearings with equal representation. They don't. So they use the legal illegally constituted committee to put on a smoke and mirror show for the American people in a pitfall last-ditch effort to deceive the American public again. Our Constitution protects the rights to confront accusers, honors the right of a fair trial, and holds the right to legal representation as paramount in our justice system. Equal representation and the opportunity to offer rebuttal evidence is, is fundamental in our legal process. The committee has obliterated those rights and is making a mockery of justice. That have They have refused to allow their political opponents to participate in the process and have excluded all exculpatory witnesses and anyone who, is easily, who easily points out flaws in their story. 
MAGA witnesses were interrogated beyond, behind closed doors in order to not record their own testimony. Uh-oh. Members of my staff, my friends, supporters, volunteer donors are also t- subjected to hours upon hours of inquisition, oftentimes having nothing to do with January 6th. This is very, um, their very lives have been turned upside down for obvious re- reasons. They were told it's an ongoing investigation and any reproduction of, of the interrogation would be viewed as an attempt to interfere in the investigation. They were gagged, threatened, and in some cases ruined. Yet the unselect pseudo-committee has coordinated um, their media puppets to broadcast their witnesses on national television without any opposition, cross-examination, or rebuttal evidence. The American public has a right to know the truth to see um, and see every witness. But these corrupt officials are trying to force-feed the public with their political opportune sideshow. What are, um, what are the members of this treacherous committee afraid of? They can't let the um, countervailing opinion be heard. Why are they hiding evidence from the public and only showing information that favors Democrats' tall tale? They're afraid of losing the narrative because the political opponents can easily show how the committee is lying to the nation and has stripped Americans of their rightful power. Ooh. Ooh, he said, what you got to say about that so far? He said, they are stripping. They're easily see how the committee is lying to the nation and stripped Americans of their rightful power. What you got on that, Mr. Larry? Was he still here? Oh, his call dropped? Yeah, I'm here. No, I got you. Uh, that's what's happening all across America. Um, there's no other way to put it. We're being stripped of our rightful power in that we have the right to elect the representative of our choosing. That is now being um, stripped away, and uh, it's most horrible because it's all based on a lie. It's all based right. on a lie. So essentially they're saying if you don't vote for the Democrats, you are a terrorist and the enemy of the nation. Right. And we have the yes. right to strip you. You're from authoritarianism. You're for authoritarianism. They're placing us under a dictatorship, yes. Because they love China so much, you know what I mean? They think. Oh, they do. Oh, they love it. Those Democrats love China. But moreover, when I'm listening to you read, now it's a good thing to listen to people read because you get a different perspective than when you're reading it yourself. This shows that the Democrats have been the real racist the whole fucking time because everything he's laying out here is exactly what we have been complaining about as a people that we claim to want to resolve to. Right? So the, the us black folks, we've been saying that we've been treated unfairly in these justice systems. In the justice department, yeah. And, and, you, know, you know what no, I mean? No right representation, right? And no due process, right? No due process, no nothing. Uh, we've been saying that. So he ain't, what he is doing is, is giving some great words to what black folks claim is their main problem. 
he's what he is doing is 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 he's putting on display real systemic racism. So systemic racism isn't, you know, you decided that you wanted to be goddamn the black mafia family next big meet and your ass got locked up and you caught up. That's not systemic racism. That's called (laughs) you took the cheese off that fucking trap and you didn't move fast enough and that trap snapped your neck. You got caught, right? What he's putting on display is real Thing, take color out, right? And look at what he's saying. These people run them fucking kangaroo show. And I guarantee you, the, at the sound of all the black people could hear my voice more times than not. Oh, Dawn is the lucky one. She's in Florida, I tell you. But more times than not, a great many of us are stuck in these blue fucking areas. And everything he's writing here is the same thing people are uh, experiencing under those regimes in those localities. Mm, they are the right. racist. They, they, that's what we were warning about. I, I don't, I don't understand, man. I don't understand how they they don't see that yet. I just don't know how black folks don't see it. You're riding with, they're riding with they for the, the party who hate they you. They're under the spell of the white man. Who hates you? All we wanted was for the white people to get in and say Black Lives Matter, and that shit. Seventy-five percent of Negroes was bought and sold at that point. But the same people who are marching with you under the banner of Black Lives Matter is the same people who are the purveyors of what we call systemic racism. So the racist is going to help undo the racism that they're putting in place because this is exactly what he's describing. But it's hard for us to see it because we need deep and toxic race philosophy. So when I, when Mm. I talk race, I'm meaning something different for most black people. Once I bring up with race, a mental paralysis occur and we can't see under the principle anything else. So when you put this in the language, He's saying the exact same thing, but Negroes won't get it. Right, not at all. Outside, right? It's outside of the toxicity. Yes, straight kangaroo. Kangaroo court. No cross examination, no rebuttal evidence. Let's continue on. It says Democrats created a narrative of January 6th to detract from the much larger and more important truth of the 2020 election that that the 2020 election was rigged and stolen. Politicians from both parties, but mostly Democrats, worked in conjunction with corporate elitists to strip Americans of our right to elect our own leaders. To do so, corrupt officials violated their own state laws. Now, that is an absolute fact, that they violated state law. They used they use that under the, the guise of COVID to actually change um, laws. You usually need two-thirds law, two-thirds um, approval to change state, um, state laws in, in, in voting. Well, they use the um, Emergency Authorization Act or the, or the Emergency Status 
to be able to change laws at the last minute. Now, this was proven. This was proven. that This is ain't just no conjecture and talk. It was actually proven um, that people like um, your boy from Facebook, his, his um, nonprofit, um, spent over $400 million all over those battleground states to have them change state law and in, in reference to um, – I forget what it was in reference to that they actually switched up. I can't think off the top of my head. I would have to go look it up, but I recall it. But the evidence is because this is why in Time magazine they had to come out with the article and said Trump is right that it was rigged, but they say they rigged it in order to fortify the vote. This is their own words. Time magazine, baby. They taught, They literally went into what they call dark, um, the dark donors. That they actually went in there and switched up state law last minute to benefit, to make sure that um, that man wouldn't sit down. Okay, that's on record. That's just not me talking shit. That's on cover. That's the uh, main article. In Time Magazine, it said he's right. We stole, we we rigged it, but we rigged it to fortify the vote. That makes no sense. Does that make sense, Twink? We rigged it, but we rigged it to fortify to make sure every vote would count. That makes no sense. You can't use rig and fortify in the same sentence. <laughs> okay. So he said to do so, corrupt officials violated their own state laws. The separation of powers is designated to make sure that no officials become dictators by granting authority to make laws with the legislature and executive laws with the executive branch. Peep that. He talking shit right now. He talking big shit. No one, he said no one office should have complete power. It must be squared among different offices. In 2020, separation of powers went out the window. The state executive branch in which both red and blue states decided to completely ignore state laws and make up their own rules to execute them. In other words, they became little dictators. Um, little dictators our constitution was designed to prevent. And that's real. He talking big shit in here. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah they yeah. they not talk they not talking about this on the uh on, on mainstream media. They ain't nobody reading this shit. <laughs> ain't nobody reading this. Ain't nobody reading this. Okay. He said they illegally inflated voter rolls, illegally allowed harvested and stuffed ballots. Abuse the use of mail-in ballots. Physically remove Republicans from counting facilities. Abuse uh, abuse the elderly and in, in nursing homes. They did bribe election officials with donations. Stopping stopped counting on election night. They did in it in Georgia. We remember that because we did it live. Mm. Right? Yeah, we, we, we did stayed that up live. all night yeah. and did that three and four in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gave Democrats three extra days to harvest ballots and demanded that the American people believe it was legitimate. 
The entire charade of the unselect committee is that brazen attempts to detract the public's attention from the truth. The truth is that America showed up in Washington, D.C. in massive numbers, but seldom revealed by the press on January 6, 2021, to hold their elected officials accountable for the obvious signs of criminal activity throughout the election. Those who are supposed to be public servants are using the power of government against the people who entrusted them with the power. They've been betrayed. Since the unselected committee refuses to allow their political opponents to participate in the hearings, the public likely won't hear from many patriots who contradict the lies being broadcast, at least not in these hearings. This is all a ridiculous and treacherous attempt to cover up the fact that Democrats rigged the election and are siphoning Americans' freedom <laughs> and power from their own benefit. Talk that shit, Donald J. Mm. Talk it. Mm. Sure. What you got? He's talking big shit. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, hopefully, well, us in, in the family here, because, you know, I'm not much hope for the, the that's, on, that's only page there. two. That's only page two. <laughs> we only two. on page two. We only on page right. two. <laughs> oh, the numbers get worse. It gets worse when he starts doing the numbers. But now we can see how these Democrats who black people must let go have been using us. So for four years, they riled up black folk to say orange man bad. But their goal was to create the environment. So when they stole power for themselves, they will be able to do it with minimum pushback because we already sold them on the con. Right, that's, right. That, that's how they do. So they have raised the issue on the con, and we emotional. And, you know, people like us on, on WGAG, we like bluebonic plague when we start talking common sense to half of these Negroes, right? Big but, time, big time. You see what I'm saying? Because they want to grab the sensational. They want, you know, reality TV. But the whole goal was to set the environment where they can get a way of stealing an entire government. Because that's what they did. And then when they did it, they turned around and stomped down on all the Negroes who helped them to steal it by putting them under mandates which disproportionately affect the education, the economy, the business, and the working potential of black people more than anybody else since, by their numbers, 65% say we ain't taking that shit. Yep. That's what they did. So I, um, you know, 100% agree with uh, uh, Mr. Trump on his um we need more people like that. It's a shame yeah. that we're electing yeah. these people to office and, and none of them, you know, have the guts. I don't think people understand to the extent that uh, these folks have sold us out, really. I don't think we we know the – we already talked about the education today, right? So we already talked about right, the right. uh, the trans and infiltrated our schools. 
Then we went to these shots, which the more we talk about it, the less the shit to make sense, except for, you know, eugenics and genocide, because we know you can make these uh, vaccines treat people differently based on their genetics and our skin color alone. Our skin color alone signifies a big difference between us and the, the, the guy from Iceland. So we talked about that, uh, where they got us under the gun, and now we're going into the election when he's showing you what the fuck has been happening in your community. That's how Lori Lightfoot got in the office. Neff, you and I both know. <laughs> like, hey, no real folk in their right mind voted for that goddamn whatever. And I know her looking ass bitch. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how she got in. I this don't. This is going across. They cheated. They've been cheating, man. They've been stealing. Oh, it's happening right now in California with, with Lori Bass. Mm. Literally, he said the other day that she was bailed out. They was like, they was like, um, thanks to those mail-in ballots. <laughs> Her name Karen Bass. Excuse me, Karen Bass. She's from Oakland too, but she's a congresswoman. And they say no thanks to those. Uh, mail-in ballots that she's been able to come and take the lead. This is what they do. Mm. This ain't got shit to do with uh, Republicans voting person and Democrats like right. the mail-in. So they count all the upfront ballots and then this is why it always looks like that. That's, that's what they would do to common folks to make them believe that. Right. Mm-mm. When the truth is all indications as a whole this country has mm-hmm. moved to the right. All this stuff, they went too far with this shit. So it's like a rubber band effect, really. Right. Um, and they're trying to cover that fact that this country is now. So what do yep. they do? They just take it. They just take it. That's why Joe can yeah. deliberately destroy our economy and give everybody the middle finger. That's why he can shut down all and then say, I don't know how gas is going. I mean, like, goddamn. Right. And then come on TV and tell all y'all niggas, everything just fine. Don't believe disinformation. Right. This so that $9 a gallon is disinformation. You start, whisper, <laughs> start whispering this shit, our economy is stronger than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Our wages are up. Unemployment is low. Motherfucker. You don't see that bacon is up 20%? Chicken is up 14 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that, that's just imagination. Oh, my bad. But, but look here. This is how... Here, here's, let me play this little clip for you. I thought this was funny as fuck. Um... The CNN, because so, so CNN, their network is so motherfucking, um, it's so terrible. It's so terrible that they brought in some new upper management that's saying, look, say, look, you got to, um, you got to stop, uh, this partisan shit because it ain't, it ain't bringing in no, uh, it ain't bringing in no motherfucking ratings. 
So they're trying to be now objective reporters. The broad, um, what's her name, John Pierre, the, the black chick now, that's the um, Secretary of uh, Communications, whatever they call them, the, yes, sec- the press idiot. secretary. Yes. She was so caught off guard because they are so unaccustomed to networks asking real questions. You want to hear a bumbling idiot? You about to hear it. Let me play it for you. When it's something like this. Oh, yeah. The economists do cite the war in Ukraine and supply chain issues. We did have that before the war, supply chain issues. They also say that last year's stimulus package, which you mentioned, contributed to inflation, Kareem. Does the Biden administration bear some responsibility for this? So, first of all, um, the American Rescue Plan met the moment, and it has put us in a place where we can actually uh, uh, put us in a place where the American people feel can, can, can actually we can take on inflation. What I mean by that is we've, we've seen growth, right, with, eight, as I mentioned, more than 8 million jobs. And now we're transitioning into a steady, a stable growth. The president actually wrote an op-ed to discuss that himself, talk, lay out his plan on how we're going to bring down inflation. And so that's really important. In order uh, to take this on, we got to have some, uh, be in a good historic economic place, which is where we are right now. But I want you to hear what she, um, Don Lemon, ask her about um, old boy's uh, mental state. Because he's still out there bumbling and fumbling his words. Hold on, let's see if I can get it. Let's talk about why your time is only worth $2.50 an hour. Now, if you're an established... Does the president have the stamina, physically and mentally, do you think, to continue on even after 2024? Don, you're asking me this question. Oh, my gosh. Candy, no, 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 Candy, come on. Candy. I, I'm afraid he did. Candy. Oh, my gosh. He's the president of the United States. You know, it, he, I can't even keep up with it. We just got back from New Mexico. We just got back um, from California. Uh, that is, uh, I, I, that is, uh, that is, uh, I, 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 that is not a question that we should be even asking. Oh, Candy. Oh, Candy, come on. Just look at the work that he does. Look what he's, how he's delivering uh, for the American public. Look, that, what, that, 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 what, that, that that article that we're talking about is hearsay. It's salacious. That's not what we care about. We care about how are we going to deliver for the American people? How are we going to make their lives better? That's what the president talks about. That is his focus. Uh, and that's where we're going to continue uh, to, to focus on. Uh, I never heard of say, I, 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 so much in my life. <laughs> <laughs> she got a glitch. You asked Don, how could you ask that? I don't know. Yeah. She wasn't expecting that. She wasn't yeah. expecting that. She got caught off guard on that one. Didn't she? Big time. I, 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 What's up, Metro? Metro in the building. What's happening? I see focus in this motherfucker, too. What's up? We got a whole bunch of Kim Bay. Who that? What's up? Um, Girl Caddy. Okay. We got, there might be people from the other side that came on over here, too. Right? So, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, yeah. What you got, Mr. Lamb? Let me get my, my son over here snoring. You can hear Adonai. I don't know oh, if y'all can hear him in the background oh, oh, snoring. Oh, man, um, the bot is definitely a bumbling idiot. And, uh, you know, that, that press secretary, I, I don't listen to her much evil because uh, she never makes sense. None of this stuff makes sense. They are very bold to, you know, continually stand in front of the American people and try to gaslight the hell out of us. Um, I don't, I don't know who, I don't, I just, it's, it's, it's just odd to me that, you know, uh, these people somehow get on TV and say this is what it is and they expect for everybody to say, oh, okay. Now, I know a lot of shit in 1984 may appear to be coming true, but that shit was a goddamn book. Yeah. Right? That's a book. That's something that, you know, that we read about in fucking high school. This is real life here. See, that's the whole problem. These people are coming from an anti-human standpoint. They're transhumanists. And they can't. Well, they that's can't, very true. Very true. They can't account for our natural ingenuity. They can't. That's why they pissed off at you, black folks. They done threw the book at us, and y'all asses just keep fucking multiplying, <laughs> right? Everywhere we go, right. we keep multiplying because something in that melanin that's a little bit more than we give credit for. We got extra antennas. We're absorbing some shit that they cannot absorb. And that's the difference between them never reaching their goals and them reaching their goals. They would probably be out of business now if we can just give everybody a magic pill, snap our fingers, and, you know, Negroes just snap the fuck out of it. We'll be on top overnight because these idiots, this is a clown show. <clears throat> Straight up clown straight show. Down. You got a transvestite and head of, of this. At the, at the Haitian immigrant is your best. You, you think that wasn't purposely done? <laughs> but they put a fucking a mm. ugly-ass white man in a fucking dress, the head of human health, like the health services fucking department? Hmm. That don't tell you what they was up to. That don't tell you what they got coming down the pipe. We ain't even down the pipe. It's right here, right now, right now, motherfucking face. This okay. in our face. In defense. That's what he said. Hakeem had to get into in defense. In defense. That's what they got going on. Well, but what you got in Rocky. We're about to hit that Rocky. Man, I, I want to come and say, yeah, you know, if we turn the corner and everything is going to be all right. But these fucking economic numbers that are lining yeah. up got one thing on it, and it's catastrophe. <laughs> I mean, it is, man. It's like... we're talking about a clusterfuck. Usually, like, it'll fall in one place. So you could look and diversify. Okay, let me see if I can jump in that lane. Right. Until this no, lane it's, comes it's, back. It's hitting all sectors. All this sectors. This shit is across the board. Mm-hmm. So we got a seventy a point seventy five percent interest rate hike. Which yeah, means that's the largest hike. 
in like 40 That's years at thing. one time. In 40 years. So to borrow money costs a little bit more. A lot of people say because okay. that's the overnight fund. That's that's what the banks are using to to distribute. So if the, the interest rate is now 1.75, people got to think in terms of uh, billions and billions moving back and forth in overnight loans. So 1.75 on top of billions and billions of dollars daily, that's a lot of fucking money. In turn, you know, your credit card interest rates are going to go up, which is going to cause people to max the fuck out on that. More money. Uh-huh. Which leads into default. Housing right. market has now slowed down 25%. Uh, right. We sort of expected that because that was running a little bit way too hot, really. Uh, true, true. But then the the defaults are going to hit there, too, because uh, people can't <laughs> refinance. Like with the interest right. rates going up to 6%, you're not going to refinance up, right? Nobody does that shit. Uh, so now they don't wipe out the equity, basically, is what they did. So we can't get refinanced. Real talk, real talk. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So those are the yeah. traditional means for people to pay. They hit the credit card. They got some equity mm-hmm. in their home. Uh, uh, all that is being wiped out, which means we're looking at massive oh, defaults. And once the defaults start to happening, it's, nah. we don't know where it is. Uh, uh, inflation is going north. <laughs> There's no end in that. This but, looks like a controlled demolition, really. It is. It's all done. This is my baby sound like Darth Vader over here snoring. <clears throat> <clears throat> Hold on. He fell asleep right at my feet. That's my little mm-hmm. road dog, though. Yeah, right next to his mama. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's my little road dog. You know, children fall asleep any fucking where. You lay right here on the floor. But, um, Ethereum said in Ukraine asking for a monthly billion-dollar stipends. Well, there's an article that just came out at Ethereum, and he sent uh, an additional $1.7 billion over today. Oh! Oh! Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Just, get, just give them away. Just, just, just printing and throwing mm-hmm. it over there. Yes. Yeah, we go. They try and break this motherfucking country. They're they're well on their way to doing it. If they can steal this next election, hold on to your fucking seatbelts, people. Get your houses in order. We're screwed. Financially and spiritually. Get your finances and your spirit right. Because we got to navigate through this bullshit that they're trying to bring. Um, what they're trying to bring on on this country. We we are inhabitants of America. You know what I'm saying? So Americans yeah. really fucked themselves when they fell for all those Trump hoaxes. You ain't gotta like the man. But when people fell for those hoaxes, we that was that was the end of the game right there. They already knew where they was going yeah. with it. Yeah, hopefully they yeah. don't get back in office. I just told somebody that over here in D.C., right? I, yeah. Like, man, I mean, it looks like Mary Bowser is about to get in. And I told him she's playing nice now. But if that lady get back in the office, mm. the mandates are coming back. Um, right. Everything we think we're getting a reprieve it, for, all, they're going to come back. Newsom did that, it's right? It's coming right back. Newsom did? Gavin Newsom, yes. Th- thank you for reminding me. Gavin Newsom re-upped on his emergency, um, emergency powers. 
And check this out. I got this for you, too, before we head up out of here. Yeah, they not bullshitting out here, people. I need y'all to understand what these, these sick motherfuckers that he said that Trump was right when he said they're trying to take this power. Listen to this shit. Look at the, listen to this in New York. Hold on. Powers have been extended by Governor Kathy. Hold Governor on, Kathy Hochul's emergency COVID powers have been extended by Governor Kathy Hochul. The governor has signed an executive order that extends the current state disaster emergency for another month, right through July 14th. The order signed by Hochul cites continued COVID transmissions and a high rate of COVID hospitalizations. Stop. This bitch a goddamn lie. She a goddamn lie. She a, she a damn lie. And how do I know? Because I'm, I'm, I operate out of New York right now. My business right now, we do majority of all, matter of fact, it ain't majority. Right. But majority of all of our business out of New York and New Jersey. She's mm-hmm. a goddamn lie about them hospitalizations. They, are, they want to hold on to power up until the election so they can continue to do that shit that they did to take, the, to take these fucking seats. They yeah. have to be able to hold on to their emergency powers. Gavin Newsom yes. just held this shit all the way through the, the mail, summer. Yes, the mail-in ballots go Come away. On. Yes. yes, all that goes away. Yes. I like how the reporter said that. He's like, she extended the powers, like, Doing it herself. Governor like Kathy it. Hochul's emergency COVID powers have been extended by Governor Kathy Hochul. The governor has signed an executive order that extends the current state disaster emergency for another month, right through July 14th. The order signed by Hochul cites continued COVID transmissions and a high rate of COVID hospitalizations. Top Republicans have blasted the extension. GOP gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin says Hochul is intoxicated on her own power. The governor's office says this allows the state to pursue a coordinated approach to managing hospital capacity. We will let you know if it happens again. See, that's bullshit. To managing hospital capacity, the states don't manage hospital capacity. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's not what the state does. If anything is needed, funds are needed from the hospitals to actually help and coordinate then they can probably try to get some money to create another wing of the hospital or create some emergency shit. But that ain't what, man, they they playing real whole games with these people out here, Mr. Larry. They really are. But like I said, the reason why they keep extending that fucking law is because they want to be able to, to carry this shit throughout the, um, the midterms. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. They have no reason to extend any of the, these um, COVID powers. None. None. But like Mr. Larry said, they could very well, by the time um, with October running around here, they'll say it's a spike. Right. It's wintertime. Yeah. Motherfuckers got to go back in the house and put masks back yeah. on. Because in some counties out here in Cali, they, they already start instituted that people got to wear um, masks indoors. In the middle well, of the I'm summer. looking at the amount of people, because like well, in D.C., they took it away. But people are wearing <laughs> it. They hold on to that shit for their life, especially white folks. Mm-hmm. They look crazy as shit. I don't even like being around a group of them motherfuckers because they might get the whistle while I'm standing there. Uh, but I'm just looking at how many people will not let that concept go, even though they know the the, the masses don't work even though they know there's something fishy about the it itself. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Even though we done had three years and the whole world did not die. Even though they see the only people mm. coming down with serious illness are their relatives and friends who took the shot. Who they see the all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they're yeah. still clinging to the mask. So at this point, sure, I wow. think people are addicted to the uh, the adrenaline, the, the dopamine wow. um, that is released through the feeling of fear. I think people are, it's like a high. It's producing a narcotic effect, and people are addicted. They hey, have to let it go. So, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Adre- adrenochrome. <laughs> adrenochrome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all, well, thank you for um, rocking with me, as always, Mr. Lowry. Thank everybody yes. in the chat room you for made staying it up. Blind colors, you know, I did, I did, because I was, I was probably going to, like, end the show at, 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 at 9 o'clock in OT because um, I do need to sleep. <laughs> I did. I took two naps today. That's the only thing um, when I do be under the weather, I make sure I, I mm-hmm. sleep because you got to recover. Your body has to rest. But, um. But thank you, though. I appreciate, man, everybody, man, Twain, Boss Lady, yeah. Nanya, Young T, everybody that is up in this bitch, Metro, everybody that stayed up, Baruji, Ethereum, everybody, y'all y'all all stayed up. I'm acting like it's late, right? Like I guess we accustomed to staying up. Like, Don do, like, 12-hour yeah. shows and shit. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm, I'm not all, like, staying up. I'm like, we accustomed to staying up all night. What the fuck? But uh, right, it's early. It's early. I gotta, I gotta, I, I gotta go to sleep to get up. Twink. I gotta go to sleep now to get up, so I can get up at five o'clock. Uh, <laughs> so, but thank you, thank y'all, man. This, um, I hope y'all enjoyed tonight's show. Mm-hmm. Entertain, educational, and uh, hanging out with the uh, two sages here, uh, Mr. Lowry oh, and Nefertiti, yeah. man. Optimistic, so, I tell you, man. These people are working out. I, I tried to be. I tried. I tried to be an opt, uh, um, 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 optimal. I say an optical. Mystic. Mm-hmm. Right. Optimistic is a, be a, a mystic, a optical mystic. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you got to. You got to stay high. Because yeah. these motherfuckers, they motherfuckers want us low. We got to stay high. We got to keep up. We keep our countenance high. We got to stay up. Yeah. Even when shit look tough, stay up. You know what I'm right. saying? Any 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 kind of shit that falters, you gotta stay up. You know what I'm saying? Because they yeah. they really want motherfuckers down. Because if you down, you give in. You stay up, mm-hmm. you resist. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? We stay up, we stay on our disagreeable side. You go low, mm-hmm. they agree. So all these people out here, they're agreeable because they love. Because they love. When it comes to right. this government, because they love. And, you know, so so with that, we're going to end tonight's show, man. Thank you all again. we do it again next Wednesday. All right? So tomorrow night, the Don Nicoleon Show, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard. Oh, no. Yeah. East, yes, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time is Thursday. So that's the... Uh, Sacred Wisdom of Tahuti Thursday nights. So, uh, see y'all tomorrow night, and uh, we'll do it again next Wednesday. Thank you again, Mr. Um, Larry. I appreciate you, brother. Right. Love you. Thank you. All right. Everybody, love everybody. No Great time. All right. All right, y'all. Peace. 
it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.